Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown coming to you today, July 26, 2014. How's everyone today? Um, oh, oh, let me tell you that, that, um, I got morbidly, morbidly sick. I was telling my son this morning that there's this breakout, a recall in peaches and nectarines and plums, and I take a walk every morning, about 45 minutes to an hour, to the, the local Ralph's, which is the Ralph's, uh, no, it's okay, he doesn't need to be quiet, I, I don't care, he, I, I don't mind hearing his voice. Um, the local Ralph, my, my grandson is with me, but it's not like it was the other day. It's going to be better than that, people. He's, my son is here. He's going to be watching his own little baby. Um, but they're just going to hang out with me for a little bit. But you could hear some cooing in the background. Oh, by the way, he has three teeth. His three teeth, and he's crawling. And my son is building his legs by making him walk now. Right? He knows his name. Right? Do you know your name? He knows his name now. And he loves me. He loves his Dory. He loves me. He loves Dory. Do you love Dory? Do you love me? Oh, my God. He's so cute. Um, if I must say so myself, you're so cute. He's so cute and so chocolate and so, oh, God. I could just eat him. I say it every time. Um, he's got a spitfire of a personality, though. I happen to know this which is actually unlike my son, who's not a spitfire, but can be. I don't know if I can explain that, but technically my son is not a spitfire. He's easygoing, he's chill, you know, he's a relaxed dude. Um, he doesn't like injustice, so that will fire him up. Any injustice will fire him up. Um, anybody getting up in, in his face or, any of, or anybody that he loves, that's when you see the Spitfire come out, all right? So I, on the other hand, am just a Spitfire. <laughs> and my son's father is a chill, he's a chill dude. Um, my son's wife, I'm finding, is a little bit of a Spitfire. So with that being said, it looks like the, the, the grandson has, you know, both of their personalities, except that the grandson, Ezra, to me, he's showing his nature, like who he is, really, really early. Like he's like, he's a spitfire, period. I love that about you. Get a clean diaper on. Get a clean diaper on. I love you. In any case, getting back to my illness. Um, in any case, so I, you can close the door, baby. You can stay a minute, right? Um, in any case, I walk to the Ralph's every single morning, and then I buy every single morning, every single morning, I buy one or two fruits. Usually it's a couple of plums, or it could be, you know, a peach and an apple. I buy bananas every single morning. That's what I have for breakfast. Um, peanuts, blah, blah, blah. I do this every morning. And I've been doing it since, you know, since plums came out. Plums are actually my favorite fruit from childhood. And I noticed I was getting, like, headaches, 
which I don't suffer from headaches. I thought it was kind of odd for me. So I made sure I brought some aspirin because I'm allowed to take 81 milligrams of aspirin, but I don't always take it. I said, well, let me buy some aspirin. If I'm having headaches, maybe my blood needs to be thinned out. Um, but they were severe. They were almost like migraine headaches, Brian. Like that's how bad the headaches were, and I have to work through it. So thank God I'm in a job where I can just be chill, you know. And so ultimately, ultimately, a um, couple of days, you know, it was just really bad. In any case, last Monday I go to Ralph's and I get this. I only brought a couple of items. Hi, Boopy. This beautiful skin pop. I only brought a couple of items, and I had this long reset I didn't look at until I got home. And then once I got home, I thought, well, what the hell did I buy? And why did I get this long receipt? And on the receipt was this recall for this packing company, well, MoMA, something like that. I can't remember the packing company's name. Um, <clears throat> of their fruits, plums, peaches, yes, for this mysterious something or other. And so when I checked, <laughs> oh my God! You're only talking because I'm talking. That's the only reason. My grandson thinks it's cute to talk over me, and so, and so. Um, but then on top of that, so the headache came, um, flu-like symptoms. I got the chills at night. Um, it just got mortally sick. Like, and it took me like two weeks to recover. I'm still kind of not recovered. Like, I had a relapse on Tuesday. Still kind of not recovering from it. It's so upsetting to be that sick because you feel helpless. But then I looked at the receipt, and sure enough, um, I had all the symptoms that were associated with this condition called Listeria. Listeria. I'm so pissed right now. Um... And then I, I thought it was just in California, and then uh, one of my Facebook friends posted a nationwide recall, you know, by the CDC. So this nasty packing company is just like killing people. So upset. So upset. And I might, like, I should get it documented because I'm really, really upset that I could be this sick and, you know, this packing company, like, I don't even know, like, how anything can be that dirty and it gets passed out. Like, I'm so upset. I mean, it literally knocked me out, tear pop. It literally knocked me out. I must have stayed in the bathroom for days. Like, my bum bum, well, seriously, pop, my bum bum, there was a point I couldn't even sit on my bum bum. Are you serious? No, no, no. I sleep on my back. No way. I was sleeping on my stomach. That's how bad it was. This hysteria thing, horrible. No, you don't even understand. It was bad. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm still recovering, even though I had a relapse on Tuesday. I'm still recovering. Ah, so upset. In any case, we have Malcolm, the ordinary sports political guy, on the line. Let's bring him on board. 
Not bad, Malcolm. How are you? Uh, apparently better than you are. <laughs> oh, my God, Malcolm. You don't even get it. It was bad. Oh, I get it. I know what you're talking about, and that is bad. And a serious, actually very serious thing to have. It's Not very, very serious. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. You got, I mean, where did you catch it from? From the Ralph's Market in downtown L.A., every morning I buy plums or peaches or something to that effect because I started switching up my diet for lunch, so I only have fruit for lunch. Okay. So it's not like I had one fruit. I have this every single morning. Okay. And last, that last Tuesday, the Tuesday prior, I had two plums back-to-back. And the minute I finished the plum, I know this is probably a silly question, but did mm-hmm. you wash them thoroughly? Well, I did. Like, I'm really weird about cleanliness. I don't know if you know this, Malcolm. I'm a little, I'm a little OCD about cleanliness. And so, I, I, what I, I do, know. you know. <laughs> clean, but I actually put them in the in their plastic bag that you get from the supermarket. I actually put soap in the bag. I do. I put soap in the bag and then rinse it with water. So I'm that crazy about cleanliness that I use regular soap. I don't just rinse it off with water. Well, good. That's, that's the, you know, part of, what I'm, part of what I was asking. You know, you can't protect against everything. Right. You know, you gotta make you gotta make your uh, attempts. But Listeria is a this is from a packing company, and I'm not sure like what measures in terms of like how the contamination got in. But I think this is beyond cleanliness. I think this is well, something yeah, big. Uh, you know, it's, it's just like the you know there's some other stuff that happens. The, the problems that happen with the spinach and the tomatoes, and you know, people have gotten sick, and some people have died from this stuff. <laughs> well, obviously, you're a little better right now, so that's a good thing. I'm better today, but this has been going on for two weeks, by the way, and so wow. it got so, so bad. Yeah, I was sick last week. Yes, and but it started the week prior, so it started with headaches. Mm-hmm. It started with headaches, oh. and, and it was crippling headaches. But I don't suffer from migraines, and I was having severe migraines. And I was like, what is this? And because I'm also a workaholic, um, I didn't go home now because I didn't really listen to my body. I didn't listen to, like, what my body was trying to tell me. And so I'm continuously working instead of just taking a couple of days off and, like, caring about me. Yeah, that would have been wise. I know. I mean, only because, you know, you sometimes we, we do too much, and, you know, when your body is giving you these messages, take the message. Lay down. I mean, I've had some issues lately myself, and I've had to listen to what my body is telling me. I agree. And I'm trying. I, you know, I I think what I what I'm trying to tell you is I didn't realize that I was sick. 
Yeah, but the, the headaches are always an indication. Because if you don't normally get them, you're now right. getting headaches. Something's going on. Severe headaches. And you were working yeah. through the, You know, how can you be a psychic and work through a severe headache? Because don't you have to kind of use your brain? Yeah, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't go there. But, of course, you did. Oh. Right. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry. <laughs> That's just well, the way I think, you know. And you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. And here's what I've noticed. You're right. Ah, ah it's public. It's public. So you're making me give out my secret. So here's what okay, I've well, noticed. Well, you don't have to give out your secret. We can go on to yeah. some different methods. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay because, like, it's good for people to know that I'm human first. So when I'm not feeling to par, what I've noticed is that I ask too many questions. So instead of just going into the reading and reading the person and giving them the story that I'm supposed to be getting, I instead ask too many questions. And that was also a trigger. Like, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm asking too many questions. Like, it's not fair to the person when I'm asking too many questions. They're not paying me to probe them. But when I'm not feeling well, like I wasn't last week trying to work through the headache, I was also asking too many questions. And, again, that's another sign. I should just go home. You're right. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you for pointing that out. Glad I can help. No, we do what we can. So, so I got I got a question for you, Tracy. Go for it. Now, do I sound clear to you? Do you sound what? Clear. Maybe I'm not since no. you didn't hear. I don't sound clear. <laughs> you sound muffled. But I don't really? always know if that's my earpiece or your earpiece. Well, because I got a new earpiece. And oh. It's a, it's a real high-tech earpiece. Really? I'm jealous. Well, I saw, I, I ran across a guy that had this piece, and uh, I've seen it in one of the Sprint stores, and um, it, it, it's actually a, a sister to the kind of phone I have, or a brother or, or a mate or whatever it is. So anyway, long story short, I got it, and, you know, so far, I, this is the best earpiece I've ever had. But I'm already well, well, I think what's happening um, here, though, it's just a little weird because when I do my psychic readings, it just depends who I talk to. Some people come in beautifully, but I'm finding, I have been finding that with you and I, that there is a muffled sound between you and I, which just might be, that also might be the energy between us too, Malcolm. There just might be a disconnect regardless. But I have a very, very, (laughs) because everything is symbolic, trust me, everything. There's there's reasons for everything. Uh, So sometimes when you, hmm? I'm going to take your word for that. Um, Yeah. So sometimes you just got to look at the signs. It's like, oh, if if I'm always having a, a muffled, communication with with Malcolm, I kind of say that to myself, you know, energetically, it's that, like, more real than not real. However, I can't really answer that because I literally have a $6 earpiece. So it actually may be my problem, regardless. Like, you you could have something (laughs) great. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'm not going to just joke it. 
Because uh, <laughs> it's six dollars. Like yeah, because I mean I've had a six. In fact, all my hair pieces have been like like that except for this one. This one is actually mm-hmm. pretty technologically advanced. I like it. Okay, now come hold on a second. I have my grandbaby here. Goodbye. I, I hear that. Mm, 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 mm. I love you. Goodbye. They have red on your feet. They have red on your feet. What, the red on his feet? Aw. <laughs> I just kissed him with my red. My grandson, I have, he recognizes me with my blonde hair and my bright red lipstick. And I basically have to look like a clown to get him to remember me. But I just kissed him with my bright red lipstick. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I told him. I told him. So, so, what do you got to talk about? Well, I texted you a couple of things. You know, they got... I actually never get any of your texts, Malcolm. I'm sorry. It might be because I'm on sprint. It might be because I'm on sprint because I've I've had other people not get texts. But more usually they get it. It just takes time. You know, like it might take an hour. I mean, and I don't know, you know, if that's an advertisement for sprint or not. But um, get any of them. That's no wonder you never respond to them. I mean, that's it. Says volume. So I had. Texted you a couple things, and maybe I'll email. Hi, baby. Hold on, Malcolm. Hi, baby. Love you. Okay. Thank you. Oh, uh, Brian said hi, Malcolm. Brian said hi. Brian. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, Before you go, Uh, he got a tattoo. Good. How can you get a tattoo? No, I was telling him you got a tattoo. Oh. Okay. Uh, Well, I know what I got. What did you get a tattoo? What did you get a tattoo of, Malcolm? Phoenix rising from the ashes. You did get that. Phoenix rising from the ashes. Huh. That's actually a very interesting. Okay, love you, babe. Thank you. Uh, yeah, close it, baby. Thank you. Um, that's actually very interesting, Malcolm, because. Do you know what Phoenix Rising from the Ashes means? Probably would not have got it if I didn't. <laughs> okay, well, smart Alex. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? Because there's a tarot meaning, by the way. Oh, I didn't know. Tell me the tarot meaning. I know what the, the historic No, no, no. I want to know what your meaning means to you. Well, it's the rebirth, I mean, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a conscious rebirth. It's, it's a conscious rebirth, but it's also there's there's a card that there's a card in a tarot deck that says I am creating this change. I I'm doing this. I'm stepping over my old self, and I'm I'm ready for the new. The judge, uh, the phoenix rising from the ashes in the tarot card is the judgment. The judgment is a spiritual rebirth, Malcolm that you're also ready for. It's like it's like something's been lifted. It's like years and years of living in drudgery or living in your head or living um, 
or reliving. Sometimes it's reliving. Sometimes it's like Groundhog's Day, reliving the same thing over and over and over again, going in that circle. You want to get out of it, but it also becomes a comfort zone. So at some point, you actually don't want to come out of it, so you stay in it. And then all of a sudden, there's like an opening, like an opening in this everyday cycle. And you look at the door, and you see the crack opening, and you're like, oh, uh, I wonder I wonder if I go through that door. And then you don't. And then you stay in the drudgery. But the door stays open. And then you circle around to the door again, and you're like, uh, I wonder if I just peer out and see what's going on. And then you peer out, and you're like, oh, it's, oh, oh I guess it's not so bad, but then you go back in, and you go back in your drudgery, and then what you figure out is, I don't like this drudgery. What the heck? What? I'm, I'm going I'm to go through the door. And then you go through the door, but you stand by the door because the drudgery is still comfortable to you. Living in the past is still comfortable to you. So you go through the door, but you stay, you know, just in case you want to go back into what's comfortable, like an old couch, if that's comfortable, um, you stay by the door. But ultimately, by, by literally tattooing, tattooing, which is permanent ink, the phoenix rising, it, you actually just allowed the coffin to be lifted. Like you're, like you're reborn again. You have a soul again. I don't mean that in a bad way. Or there's blood running through your veins again. There's passion. And you're ready to rediscover yourself and rediscover other things. And it's, a, it's amazing. So, that's, I like that, that you did it. <laughs> well, I've known you to talk about things for a long time before you do it. Yeah, I'm kind of anal as far as, you know, I, I research a lot. So, it, you know, but I did it. It's nice. Um, you know, I've shown it to a couple of people, you know. Um, person, first person I showed it to was my nephew. And Which who? Oh, your nephew? My nephew, yes. Who has tattoos? He's got a couple, but he has to hide his because he's an RCC and um, he's going to be an officer in the Navy and they can't show. Yes, right. So, but that's another point. You know, bottom line is this. I like it, you know, besides what it stands for. I just like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty simple kind of thing. It looks good. Well, I remember when you had mentioned it, you know, I think in June you had mentioned it, and I looked it up on the Internet. There's so many different variations of the there Phoenix are, Rising. Yeah. So I don't, it would have taken me forever just to choose well, you know what, and, the and one I that felt good for me. I looked and I looked and I, I found something that was, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but simple and complex at the same time. And really? You know, and you sat through that? Well, but it didn't take that long. I was initially told it would take, you know, multiple sessions and multiple hours. And the guy who did it for me, he did it in an hour. I mean, I was surprised he was done as fast as he was. But uh, the guy who did it, actually, and he did a beautiful job. job. Mm -hmm. Let me read this. This actually sounds like you. The judgment card, which is what you got, Phoenix Rising from the Ashes, calls for a period of reflection and self-evaluation. Through meditation or quiet reflection, 
you may come to a point of deep understanding about the common themes throughout your life and what you can do or change to avoid these situations in the future. Judgment tells you that you are close to reaching a significant change in your own journey. The judgment card suggests that you've had a recent epiphany or an awakening where you have come to a realization that you need to live your life in a different way and you need to be true to yourself and your needs. You have opened yourself up to new possibilities to lead a fulfilling life that serves your highest needs and that offers inspiration and hope to others around you. You feel as though you've had a calling in life and you're not getting much closer where you need to be. But now you might be taking action. Something that was lying dormant within you, some unconscious knowledge or truth, is finally being awakened and brought into life. With this theme of awakening to new life, the judgment card suggests that you have reviewed and evaluated your past experience and learned from them. All the pieces of the puzzle of your life are finally coming together to form one integrated picture of your life story. The integration has healed any deep wounds, and you are now in a position to put the past behind you. Your memories no longer haunt you, and you are able to understand and value what has happened to you and what it has taught you about life. Now you're ready to confront any unfinished business in your life, clear up any misunderstandings, and view the future with peace and deep knowingness for your heart. There's more to it. I'll send it to you. Okay. You know, that's actually kind of deep. Tracy, I got a question. Yeah. Um, is that what a, a psychic breathing is like? Yes. But, well, that's okay. That's what my psychic readings are like. Well, and that's why you are who you are. Yeah, because yes, okay. Uh, that that's a that's a that's a twofold question. When I give, my, which I don't think you've ever really seen me give my readings. I, I don't think you've ever seen me give me give readings. In any case, my readings. When I'm done with you, you will be enlightened. You're going to get it. Saw, You're going to understand. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw I could give one. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you did. I don't know. Did you really? <laughs> but that was, um, it was kind of, it was kind of different. So It was different uh, because I'll, he was drunk. Is that the one where I had the drunk guy? That might have been the drunk guy because he kept saying some stuff. And I was, I I found myself with my mouth hanging open. <laughs> but sometimes when I get drunk, people sometimes I just gotta pacify them. I gotta coax them because they're going through something, and I don't want them to commit suicide. And they're so drunk that they're like, if I say the wrong thing, they could, you know, I, I they'll get off the phone with me and they'll do something crazy. So sometimes when they call me for a reading. Sometimes I can't give a reading. Sometimes I just have to soothe their soul. Talk to them. That, right, right. Right. And I think the time is... Well, it makes sense only because if a person is intoxicated, whatever you tell them, they might not receive it anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. 
That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And yep. if there, he was, he was more like he was really, really. And he's, he's actually called me drunk before over a girl, and he bent over backwards for her, and she really, really was using him. And so when he's at the time when he's clear-headed, I could tell him that. I could tell him, well, you know, you know this about her already. You know she's going to use you. So it's now up to oh. you to decide whether or not you should pull back. And when he's not drunk, we can have a very good, you know, intellectual conversation. But when he's drunk, I just have to let him ramble on, and I just go, I understand. I get it. I understand. So I think that time you kind of, he was drunk that time. You heard that one reading. But Wait a what the, I, interesting about alcohol, the interesting about alcohol as opposed to some other forms of intoxication, alcohol is actually one thing that we really should regulate because alcohol is a dangerous drug because you kind of lose your mind in alcohol, whereas, say, you were smoking marijuana, you don't really lose your mind. And I'm not advocating, you know, legalization for, you know, it depends on where you're at. Everybody has their own choices. I'm just saying alcohol is a dangerous drug, and you know, but you can buy it at the supermarket. In California, um, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and some people don't take it well. I mean, you know, it, it's so many people get in trouble for driving intoxicated, and they're like, you know, what what always cracks me up is when somebody gets drunk. That's when they want to drive 100 miles an hour. You know, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You would think I'm drunk, I should probably slow down. And well, got I think the thing about drinking that you know, again, I'm always analyzing people. So I think drinking brings out the alter ego in, in people, you know. Yeah, drinking and is driving so, is the problem. But it's the alter ego. It doesn't matter. It's just that, like, drink, like it's more like I I don't, like, okay, I'm stuttering because sometimes I get nervous, I stutter. If you don't care about, like, how do I explain it? Like, if you're not drinking at the time, you could be a kind and caring person. But if yes. you're drinking and you drive, then what you're really saying is that I really don't care about people. So it, it actually comes out the truth in the personality that even though someone, when they're not drinking, appears to be kind and caring, but when they're drinking, they're an asshole. It's the asshole that's real. The, the non-drinking person just wants to cover up the asshole in them. Because so I have this way of looking at it a little different. The non-drinking, the drinking person is the real character. That's the real person. That's why you can't stop people. That's why you can't stop their mouths. You know, that's why they get violent. That's why they cut you out. That's why they drive. So that's always in them. When I drink, I'm happy-go-lucky, Malcolm. I'm happy. I'm giggly. I'm I'm laid back when I'm drinking. That's the real person. Sometimes in my non-drinking, if I get upset, you know what I mean? That's the person that's trying to protect the nice person inside of me. But when I'm drinking, you can't find an argument inside of me. It's not going to happen. I'm too okay with life. That's the way I see it. Sort of that Bob Marley type of thing, huh? The what? Bob Marley. You listen to Bob Marley? Uh, not always. 
Bob Marley. See, Bob Marley had a beautiful soul, and he put out some music that, you know, everything is going to be all right. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, anyway, off the subject. That's left we never have left talked about. <laughs> we never have talked about anything today. So you would ask me about the stuff. Huh? I, I said you were totally left field with Bob Marley. Well, you'd have to listen to Bob. I mean, you, you mean Bob was. You know me in music. And, huh? Yeah, I know. You don't listen to words. But if you listen to what what Bob was saying, Bob was trying to, you know, tell you that it's all about love. What does that have to do with drinking? Well, see, because you're saying that the people, you know, the people that are drinking, you know, they're they're bringing out their real thing, their real negative side of their personality, and that's who they really are. And, And in some cases, I would agree with you. In some cases, I think people are just going through things, you know. But that doesn't matter if you're going through things. It really doesn't matter. We all go through things. The one that can't well, handle yeah. it while they're drinking because they're going through things, that's still the original person inside of them. We all go through well, things. Trust me. No, we all go through things. But see, what alcohol does is it just erases your inhibitions. I mean, if you have something, so you might not say something that's because right. you think it, you know better. But see, the inhibitions disappear, and then why you've had this alcohol, you know, which is unlike any other drug out there because, you know, other drugs, mm-hmm. you might do a whole mm-hmm. lot of different things. But alcohol, what alcohol does is it erases your inhibitions as well as makes you lose all your coordination as well. That's why people fall down drunk, you know, and yeah. why they shouldn't drive. But yeah. the bottom line is, is you know, because I think, I hate to say I think alcohol should be more regulated, but I also think everything should be legal. So I'm a different type. <laughs> But, but just getting anyway. back to that point, but that's exactly my point. Like, if, if alcohol raises your inhibitions, it doesn't mean that that would, like, it comes out during that time. It just means that you didn't have enough inside of you to say the things that you wanted to say in your non-drinking state. It's the same right, person. The, you just have fear. Yeah. But alcohol then goes, um, I'll say whatever the hell I want. Oh, dear, okay. But, but Tracy, here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't always say everything that hits your mind because if you say everything, and see what alcohol does, it allows you to say everything that hits your mind. Whereas I agree, you know, I we yeah. all we all have different things on our mind, and you know, some things you shouldn't yes. share. Well, I agree. <laughs> you should just hold but on listen, to that one and just not not tell anybody. But sometimes I agree, the but if allows you to. This might but listen thing. to this. I totally agree, but it also goes not just with speaking your mind, it also goes with sexuality, you know, people get loose when they're drunk. It doesn't mean that they're not loose in their non-drinking state, they have that inside of them. It's just that when they're drinking, they're like, whoa, they start letting letting go. I'm just trying to say, (laughs) I'm just saying that that person is always there, always. It's just that drinking says... And, and then it's the, it's the best excuse, by the way. Then you go, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. I was drunk. I can't believe I cursed all my girlfriends out. I would never, never think of you that way. Oh, no, you thinking allowed you to say it. I would never well, be that you... loose and sleep with a random guy at the bar. Oh, yes, you would. It's just like drinking let you do it. And I'm in full agreement, Sorry. and it's kind of, 
it, it kind of goes back to the story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because that's kind of an analogy toward, you know, what's really in a person because Dr. Jekyll, I mean, Mr. Hyde was always in Dr. Jekyll. It's just that the potion brought it out of him. That's my point. That's exactly my point. But getting back to how I do my readings, I have to say the way you heard me just now, that is indicative of how I give my readings. Now, because I'm a very grounded psychic, I don't like being one of those psychics that's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm very grounded. So I do like to curse. <laughs> I, you know, I do have a little shock therapy in, inside of me to give to people because I don't want people to put me up on a pedestal. I want to be real. I want to be grounded. I want to be real. But the effectiveness and my tone, but that, that is exactly how many of you are. Okay. Well, cool. And I get a lot of good Yelp reviews, by the way, Malcolm. I didn't know. And a I, lot I of recommendations. I use recommendation. Yelp quite a bit. I use Yelp quite a bit. I never look for a psychic, so uh, I'm going to have to look you oh. up on Yelp. And see. <laughs> <laughs> look, look me up. I get, I get clients that come to me just because of my Yelp reviews. Well, Yelp works for a lot of businesses, so, uh, you know, I'm a technology mm-hmm. guy, so, um, and Yelp is one of those those business ideas that came, you know, whoever came up with it, good plan is working, except for the people who fake their, um, fake their reviews, which has been a problem, but that's a whole other story, isn't it? So, Thanks, Yelp. what do you have to talk about? Uh, there were a couple things, you know, I had, you know, of course, you didn't get my text, so um, here's, I'll just list a couple of them because I brought up my, you know, the president was actually in your neighborhood. I texted you that day because the president was actually in your neighborhood or nearby. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that text. Go ahead. Yeah, because I was, you know, going to ask you how you were dealing with them because I know they closed streets and they closed, you know, train stations and, you know, because the president has to be safe. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like it when the president travels around. There were actual protests that day because people were like, with all this stuff going on in the world, how can he come out here for fundraisers? But, you know, what was silly to me is that, you know, presidents, as far as long as I can remember, that's what they do, especially when, you know, you know we're going into midterm elections. And yes. so the president... The president has Which he's not there. he's not up for he's not up for re election. So let's no, let's no, keep that he's not mind up for re election. But he has a he has a stump for his party. He's a you know, so yes. and and all presidents do this. So when when yes. George Bush was president, he stumped for Republican congressmen and Republican senators. President Obama yes. is a Democrat, he's doing the same thing for Democratic congressmen and Democratic senators. He's out here raising mm-hmm. money and giving speeches because he wants to build up his side of the team. Mm-hmm. And what always gets me is that um, they kind of act funny with him. Like it's like he doesn't have the right to be, you know, mm-hmm. to do what other people have done. It's like they, they expect more from him than they did from the last guy. And I'm like, he's just the president. <laughs> he's no different from the last one. I mean, he's different, you know, philosophically, but, you know, they all work within the same genre of being the president. Well, can I tell you something, Malcolm? Since the beginning of his um, presidency, administration, six six years ago. Um, The first time he came out here, the media 
the media made us think about it. And by the way, the media only portrayed people that had a problem with it. Let's remember that. I'm sure they interviewed other people that were like, oh, I don't have a problem with this. He's a president. But they didn't show those people. The second time he came out, I actually saw him at USC. And because okay. Mr. President didn't want to make a problem for the California residents, he landed like far out at another airport and then they helicoptered him in so that he wouldn't bother us. It's ludicrous. Well, and by, and by the way, go ahead, Malcolm, I'm sorry. I was going to say that's actually standard procedure because part of that is, is disruption of, you know, people's lives. The other part of it is strictly security because, you know, but, no matter who you are, there's security. somebody that wants to kill you. But it wasn't about security. I remember at the time they literally said, oh, because it caused such a traffic jam the last time, he has a different itinerary this time. That's unacceptable. And by the way, he hasn't done it since. Like since then, when he comes in, he goes to the regular streets, people. Sorry, he's the president. And they were upset that he came in this time or that he's doing, you know, fundraising. But, but Malcolm, who did the president shoot? Did he do anything with Israel and Gaza? Right? No, he didn't do anything. No, he but, still but has to go also, on with his plan. I don't know if you watch any of the any analysis of this, but. There's one side of our political process that is blaming him for everything that's going on. They blame him for that plane getting shot down in the Ukraine. <laughs> they blame him for no. They do actually. You should listen to the house. Like, how is he? How is he at fault for this? He, it's not like he he gave the missile system to the the Ukrainian rebels and said, "Go ahead and shoot." You know, it's it's they blame him because he didn't start a war with with Vladimir Putin and. You know, and if he started a war, they would blame else. him for that, too. Well, of course they would, but I can't speak for anybody else, but I think war with Russia would be bad. It's <laughs> not an option. Not an option. And by the way, it's not an option he's considering, by the way. No, he's it not shouldn't considering. be. I mean, but can he's, I tell you something? Go right ahead. When the um, Ukrainian plane, um, Ukrainian shot the Malaysia Airlines plane down, right? I was watching yes. Channel 4, <laughs> and it was breaking news, and Savannah Gultry was um, on the opposite end listening to the news, and then they said something about the president is going to Denver because he had some meet-and-greet type of thing. And Savannah said, the president is going to Denver? Like, it was a bad thing. Like, That's the way she point. said it. Well, and... What they don't get is, again, every president is, I mean, now mind you, uh, when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, um, mm -hmm. President Roosevelt, you know, it was a different era, and he had to deal with that, of that era. So, of course, you know, they were, you know, the, the country was kind of on lockdown, and, you know, he couldn't walk anywhere, so that was a, a whole different thing. But he, which 9-11 stuff, he was in the wind. He was doing a whole lot of things that looked pretty inappropriate. So, uh -oh. you know, my point is just that every president is not going to be sitting there and, you know, so a crisis happens in another part of the world and you shut down the way we're doing things, you know. Mm -hmm. The president's not going to shut down. I mean, now, mind you, 
if somebody shot a missile in New York City, the president's not leaving his office. But right. a plane getting shot down in the Ukraine, first of all, it's not even our plane. Not that it, it lessens what happens, but that's not ours. And so while it, 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 it's bad for the world, it's not something that we are, you know, immediately tasked with dealing with. Right. So, so as president, he's got to go ahead and finish his business. He's got things he's got to do. He's a busy man. He always has something he's doing. I totally so, agree. You know, but that's the world we live in. And, and you know, I, I've already decided they're not going to like whatever this president does. You know, it really doesn't matter. If you if you ever watch Fox News, they're the most mm-hmm. myopic, crazy news organization that I've ever seen in my life. Because whatever he does, they have a criticism. I mean, if he said the sky was blue, they would be like, how dare you? Isn't it red? So mm-hmm. it's... It, it, it doesn't matter what he says it does. You know, that's why I think he should just follow his own heart and do whatever he needs to do. He's got, what, you know, a couple of years left. Just do what you got to do. And if the Congress doesn't agree with you, go over their heads because he's that's not going right. to get any, any kind of cooperation. So, you know, just do what you need to do. Some of the stuff they might overturn, some of the stuff they might not. It just depends. I mean, because what I find interesting is with uh, the Affordable Care Act, initially – as one, the, you know, the, the right was like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And since it's come out, some of them have quietly said, well, you know what, this is really kind of nice. You know, because mm-hmm. depending on who you are, it might be better for you to have health care. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the world we're living in. You know, so, so, you know because prior to this, the, the health care companies, they could cut you off at a moment's notice just because you got sick. That's a problem. The people who need yeah. it most couldn't get the, get couldn't get the services. With Affordable Care Act, put them in a place where you have to give sick people health care. So That's some right. people have to pay more in this process. Yes, some people have to pay more. But usually the poorest of the, of the people, they're already going to get some subsidies, and they're not going to pay more. It's the people who can afford to pay more. That's right. So I don't know. Where we live in, right? So anyway, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if point. you're aware. You know, this is I'm switching up because I don't know if you're aware, but the NBA is in the process of doing their summer league games. Okay. What does and that so mean? They're in lo- well, okay, they draft their players. They draft their new players in June, right? And you know, mm-hmm. they make all their business. I mean, not June. Yeah, it's late June because the playoffs are still going on. But what happens is in July and August, they they do summer league games, and, and this year the summer league games are in Las Vegas. So if you ever if you had if you were ever interested and wanted to watch ESPN, you could go on there and see you know every team is playing right, and mm-hmm. you get to see all the new players coming to the league. Now, mind you, nobody LeBron James is never going to play in the summer league. I don't think he played in summer league his first year because he was that kind of guy. But you know, all the mostly most of the new players coming into the league are going to go out there and you know try to show their wares. And then you know, you've got all the coaching changes, and it's been pretty interesting because you know, there's still a lot of speculation on how these teams are being put together, and you know who's trading who, and who's going to be playing where. And you know, and, and for example, the Lakers finally found a coach after 
you know, they're the last team in the league that didn't have a coach. They finally said they've come to a uh, come to terms with Byron Scott, so they're just working out the final details. Wait, who's who's, for, who's the coach? Byron Scott. He used to be, he was in the she was one of the Showtime Lakers played with Magic Johnson. You remember when they wore the short shorts? Back I in the remember day. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. He, he's going to be the new Lakers coach. Oh, that's amazing. That's not a good thing? Yes. No, that's oh, a great thing. I love it. First and, for, first and foremost, because they just needed to get a coach. They were the last team in the league to not have a coach. And it's kind of hard to um, figure out what, how you're going to play for the upcoming season if you don't, if you don't have a leader. I mean, it's one thing mm-hmm. to have your players. And, and the Lakers have made some moves over the several weeks. You know, they ended up with Jeremy Lin. We're going to have an Asian player on our basketball team. I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, they made some other moves. They they drafted pretty well. And, you know, they, they pulled in a, a, a couple of other free agents. Because they ended up losing Paul Casal to the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they ended up getting... Carlos Boozer from the Chicago Bulls. So it's almost like an even, even, even trade. You guys get the ball, we get Boozer. And, um, you know, we'll see how that works out for both teams. Where's this guy Lynn from? Where, who's from? Lynn, the Asian guy. Where's he from? Well, he grew up in California. Uh, but when he came into the league, his first team was the New York Knicks. And, and he made a big splash with the Knicks. And okay, that's where I remember him from. Right. So, okay. And after that, um, he went to the Houston Rockets where he played for the last couple of years. And uh, unfortunately, his time with the Rockets has not gone as well because they play a different style of basketball than the style that would be conducive to Jeremy Lin's game. And, and they hired this, they went out and got this other guy named James Harden who was their star mm-hmm. on the team. He plays like a shooting guard position. And, you know, and, and Jeremy Lin is more of a point guard. So they kind of clashed in playing style, so Jeremy Lin's role was reduced. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin's a pretty good player. I mean, you know, he, what, what kills me is that, you know, some people are sitting there like, oh, he's the second coming. Like, no, he's, I mean, he's a very serviceable NBA player. But, uh-huh. you know, he's not the, you know, he's not, the second coming of Magic Johnson or Isaiah Thomas or anything like that. He's good, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll, but we've got to reserve, reserve our judgment of whether he's, you know, we'll see because, you know, if the Lakers bring in, you know, they're, they're bringing in a pretty much a new team and mm-hmm. they're going to bring in a new coach. And, and Byron Scott being Byron Scott, he's worked in several systems. I mean, he was on that Lakers showtime and, you know, he's had some very successful stints in the NBA as coach. I thought they were successful. Um, you know, the teams weren't that good, but the honest, they were bad teams to begin with. You know, you, it's like making really good lemonade or out of sour lemons. It's just not going to be that good. Right. So you got to work with what you got. So the Laker team he's coming to, um, to me, the the jury's going to still be out on them. They got a lot of young players, um, and they got a couple of decent veterans. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, they do have Kobe Bryant, who was, you know, at one time arguably the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, even though mm-hmm. apparently everybody hates him. I mean, I don't know. You know, I have a brother of mine who just 
that he just hates Kobe Bryant. And even when Kobe Bryant was at the top of his game, he didn't like him because of this stuff that happened years ago with Shaq. And, and like I always told my brother, it's, it's really kind of unimportant about his personal life. He's here to play basketball. If you don't like him personally, well, all, I personally don't, yeah. I've never met well, wait, him. So. <laughs> I know, but you know people are passionate regardless. But just going back to Shaq, Shaq was sneaky against Kobe, though. Shaq was an asshole to Kobe. Shaq is an asshole, Shaq, period. Well, He's an asshole. Shaq, Shaq Wayne, well, you know, I can't say that. I, I don't know Shaq on a personal level either. So, But what I would say is that um, they both might be assholes, really. But well, that's I don't doubt that. Whether they play too. basketball. Huh? I said I is don't it, doubt it, that they're both assholes. But Kobe Yeah, I mean, too. it could happen. But, but the thing is... You didn't hire him to be a nice guy. You hired him to play basketball. And, and the question is, are they good basketball players? And in, in the case of both Kobe and Shaq, they both were really good basketball players. But they were they bad for each other. Well, because they both Which made it bad for the little, game. Well, it made it bad for the Lakers because they were both a little selfish. And, and maybe, right. I, mean, cause, I mean, think about, think about Shaq came out of college early. So he didn't stay in college his full time. And, that explains a lot. And, and then Kobe Bryant never went to college. And so mm-hmm. there may have been a maturity level thing that mm-hmm. really, you know, you have these rich kids because basically sure. they're very wealthy young men, but, you know, but they're squabbling because they're a little selfish. <laughs> you know, but love. that explains a lot. Sometimes when there's a lack of education, you know, sometimes you need the four years. You need to struggle, and you have a lack of education. You give the lack, coupled that with a lot of money, coupled that with a lot of stardom. I could now I can see why they both had problems. It kind of makes sense well, now. See, well, see, now, now, a little off the subject because you know I watch a lot of ESPN. I watch watch a lot of CNN. You know, I watch all this new stuff. So I was watching a report about a current NFL player who just recently got a. Uh, uh, he got arrested for marijuana possession. I, I don't know what state he was in. I think, I think he plays, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to know what team he plays for because he's not one of the big-name players. He's a young guy, right? But mm-hmm. when he was in college, he had a DUI. So, of course, the league doesn't like that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. watching this, an analysis of this guy, and, and, and the, the commentator was talking about, you know, how the guy's messing up his life and doing all those things. But, the, the boy is 23 years old, and to me, mm-hmm. we expect a lot out of our, our young men, especially when you gave them millions of dollars, and you put all this stuff in front of them, and you expect them to toe the line every single thing. These guys are, you know, when I was 23, I was a nut. And <laughs> I would dare to say most 23, 22, 23 years old. 20 anything. You know what? <laughs> it, it takes a while for people to mature, and, you know, these, these commentators who sit up here, they might be, 30, 40, 50 years old, they're like, well, I don't understand why these young men aren't acting better. But they're very, very young. I don't know why you would expect them to act better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's just one of the problems with our society because we sit here in judgment of these young boys and, you know, and not trying to remember that they are very, very young. They're young boys. Listen, I have a question for you. Desi wants to know, 
She says, has Malcolm talked about the Clippers? Um, they're discussing a possible boycott. Hmm? Oh, the Clippers. <laughs> All going to get to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't know if you're involved. <laughs> you know, finish your question because I actually yeah. have some things to say about the Clippers. Has Malcolm <laughs> talked about the, has Malcolm talked about the Clippers? Um, they're discussing a possible boycott if Sterling retains ownership. It's worse than oh, that. Oh, and then she wants to know, <laughs> is, it, is it illegal because they're all under contract? So what's the ramification if this actually does go down? Um, it's worse than that because it's not just the Clippers who would, who would potentially boycott. You, you basically have a lot of NBA players saying that they won't play if this man is an owner in the league. And it's oh across the board. We have some big stars on other teams oh that they're not going to play. So, oh, my God. Possible, I didn't know that. As well as the Clipper coach, Doc Rivers, saying that if the man comes back, he will quit his job, which would be hugely bad for the Clippers because he's, like, the best, one of the best coaches in the league. I won't say the best. You know, you, you got Popovich. you got, you know, some other coaches out there that are really good. But Doc yeah. Rivers arguably is, you know, top tier. And, your, your top coach wanting to leave, wanting to leave. You have a number of players because, you know, uh, it, it, it's, I don't know, you know, the league knows it would be bad for the league if this guy stays in place, you know, because not to mention the corporate sponsorships that would be lost. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the sad part is if, if, if the league was trying to say, well, you know what, we – we, we're just going to take the team and you're not going to get compensated. But his wife worked out a compensation deal that would make them, you know, wealthy beyond means. I don't understand, you know. But the trial is pretty much concluded. So, you know, we'll probably find out the verdict next week sometime and, and we will see. What, what What do you think the verdict could turn out to be? Like, Well, I mean, just to be honest, I don't see how – any judge out there knowing, I mean, because Donald Sterling basically hung himself by giving interviews. So, and so when they started the trial, he got on, on the stand and said he did not recall saying some of that stuff. And, and I, all I can mm-hmm. say is all you ever have to do is get that tape of the interview that Anderson Cooper did with him on CNN, and that says mm-hmm. it all. You don't recall mm-hmm. that you said this crazy stuff on camera? You're on CNN. That's evidence enough. I mean, and not to mention the stuff that was on tape from the girls and the other interviews that he did. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of hung himself as far as his competency. So I yes. don't see how the judge could, you know, but I'm not, I'm not an attorney, so I don't know how, you know, the, the legal process always works, but sometimes it doesn't make sense, to be honest. So and I would is, think is that the judge would rule that he's, is this in probate court? This is, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, because I pass that courthouse every day. So uh, it, it's up where they do the family court stuff. So I'm not sure the exact mm-hmm. um, court system that he's in. But I know that, you know, basically they're trying to you know, determine whether the, the wife has the ability to dissolve the, the Clipper Trust. And, and, you know, one of the arguments that his business people made was, was that, well, if the trust is dissolved, they might have to sell some of the properties because they wouldn't be able to pay the bills. Um, but the funny thing is, if the trust were resolved, dissolved 
and Steve Ballmer was able to pay the, the, the Sterlings $2 billion, uh, money's not an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not mm-hmm. going to lose any properties because you have $2 billion of liquid assets. So, um, right. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a silly right. argument to make. We won't. We wouldn't be able to afford it because you know the trust. You know, knocks out certain. No, you're going to be wealthy beyond me. You know, you'll be able to pay all of your bills and then some. Well, it's, except that, and I think I think Desi might have pointed out a couple of weeks ago. It's really about power. Well, it is about power. He wants another man to step in his house. This is his house, and that's the real problem. It's not about getting two million dollars from another wealthy man. He's wealthy. He is wealthy, but he's not. He's not too. He is not two billion dollars wealthy. I mean, now mind you, I don't know how rich you have to be to you know, you know what level of rich dictates that you don't down. need any more money. But you know, we are still talking about two billion dollars here—money that the average American can't even comprehend. We most of us can barely comprehend a million dollars, but a, a billion. <laughs> Happy days are here again, right? <laughs> You would think, you would think, but it's about control, man. It's about another man coming into his property. That's what it's really about with him. Well, you know, and, and I guess it was... It it's was about another man, and, and then to top it off, his wife negotiated this. It's like having an affair, Malcolm. He's not going to let another man deal with his wife. It's not going to happen. And maybe it'll prevent him from, you know, racing down to Palm Springs and more of these little young black girls that he likes to go out with. I don't know. That was kind of a mess. Uh, I'm just saying. I it's, love him. I love him. He is him? such he, good comedy. I, I think he's such good oh, comedy. Like I, comedian, I don't want him the, to go the, away. The comedians I, love him. Well, the comedians I, love him for I that same reason. I love him for the same reason. Yes. Yeah, well. Um, I wish he would go away personally because, you know, the, it took, the Clippers have been here since 1982, right? And in, in all that right. time, they've never, it's always been kind of terrible. They've been the joke of the league except for a small period of time when they had Danny Banning and Charles Smith and stuff. They had a moment where they were actually good, but they blew it, right? Mm-hmm. So here we are, fast forward to today. They got one of the best young teams in the league. You got Oh, my God. You got Chris Paul, the premier point guard in the league. You got – I'm not even going all the players because there's too many. Their, their first ten players could start on any team in the league, their first ten. Plus, you got the premier coach in the league in Doc Rivers, one of the premier coaches in the league. They're, they're primed to be a powerhouse in this league for years to come. And you got this fool of an owner that is going to destroy that. I mean, like – like he has in the yeah. past, pretty much the Clippers have been terrible because you have an owner that's terrible. He's been the owner the whole time, and it's just been terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the league is able to get him out and, and bring in a better ownership, you know, the, the, the Clippers have the potential to be a perennial team for years to come. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I would love that because, you know, the Basically, ever since um, um, the owner of the Lakers died and his son took over, the Lakers have turned into the Clippers. So we need a good team in Los Angeles. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the Lakers. The Lakers have been in disarray ever since Dr. Buss died. You know, it's just so. Yeah. Right. You know, but, but in that same time, I guess it's a yin and a yang because, you know, 
the Clippers during that time turned into a perennial team. So while the Lakers have fallen off, we have this other right. team that has risen up. And, you know, I always thought that the Clippers would never be anything, you know, until they I changed their name, changed their colors. And, mm-hmm. you know, but here they are. They are, mm-hmm. they are. They're on the cusp of being one of the best teams in the league. I mean, they're, they're, they, they lost their, the playoff to the uh, Oklahoma Thunder in a very, very tight mm-hmm. series. You know, and, and some say right. they were a little they were kind of, they may have been cheated out of this a little bit. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point fingers at the referees, but right. you know, some of the calls were really, really questionable, but that's 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 what happens in sports. Um, right. but they are on the cup they they have the personnel, they have the front office to go far for a long time. Yeah. They got some of these guys on the contract for a while and you know, they got big stars. So right. You know, my prayer is that they stay together. You know, you know, maybe you should do a reading on that with a cookie together. Donald Sterling loses. So I don't know. Oh my uh, God! Every time I do sports, it doesn't work out well for me. Oh well, uh, well then, don't, then don't don't mess it up because you might say that they're going to stay together and they fall apart. Then that exactly, you know, or I might say, you know, Donald Sterling loses his team and he'll keep it. Every time I do sports. It does not work out for me. It's just not well, my then, forte. Then, then I'll touch it because, like most sports people, I'm a mm-hmm. little superstitious, and okay. you know, and I don't want I don't want a jinx to be possibly put on this because I do think that the, the judge is going to rule against Donald Sterling. But it's only I'm now I'm just being prayerful, you know. <laughs> and I'm gonna get on my knees and pray. You know, I hate to pray for a team, but you know, I'm a sports guy, well, you know, and I don't know, I don't know how you know about I, if, if you. I don't know if you're familiar with, with the fans of the Boston Red Sox for years. They prayed and prayed that their team would be good, and it took them years and years, but they finally got there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, but Boston. We're going to pray for our teams. Please, please, God, let them win. <laughs> but, but here's the thing with, with East Coast people. It doesn't matter for us, East Coast people. We're so loyal to our team that we'll, we'll never. But I've noticed on the West Coast, you guys will kind of give up on your teams, like, way too fast. Very, You guys are more emotional out here. We're not emotional over there. We'll stick with our team. If they haven't won a series in 35 years, it doesn't matter. We got our team back. Well, you know, Tracy, there's a movie that they made recently. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it was a Silver Lining Playbook with Bradley Cooper. Did you see uh-huh. that? I didn't and see Jennifer it. No. Very no, no, no. But, but. The, the movie speaks to uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans who were, you know, they, and, and Robert De Niro played Bradley Cooper's father in the movie. And if you ever get a chance to sit down mm-hmm. and watch it, you should, because very entertaining mm-hmm. movie, and it also gives you an insight into, you know, you know, a crazy fan or a family of crazy mm-hmm. fans for a particular mm-hmm. team, especially a beleaguered team like the Eagles. Because the Eagles, they haven't had a good history either. They, they got close but they mm-hmm. haven't been to the mountaintop. You know, so mm-hmm. when a team has never got there, you know, the fans, you know, they're, they're challenged. They, you know, they feel like, you know, they get mm-hmm. a little crazy and get a little manic. So, you know, but that was a good mm-hmm. movie and for a lot of different reasons. I really like that movie. So um, you might want to check it out, you know, for my little movie side thing. So and what your point is, is that they're, in, because of the movie, you, you, the impression is that they were loyal to your team regardless. Oh, loyal to the point of 
getting put in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, and I respect that. Like, we're, we're fanatics for loyalty. Like, that's big for us. But you have to remember, like, from the East Coast, we have people that identify themselves. So and what I mean by that is that in the East Coast, we're like, I'm Italian, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm black. Like, we don't mind talking that language. Out here in California, you're afraid to call anybody out there race. But, well, of course, we're adamant. It's not and we... politically correct. It okay, but it, okay. But out no, there, it's, I, I, I hear you. But out there, like, that is politically correct because it also identifies, like, when somebody identifies their culture, then we also go, and by the way, I'm a Mets fan. Will never like the Yankees ever. And if you're a Mets fan, trust me, geographically, you might even live in an area geographically that's Mets friendly. Like that's how crazy we are. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I've been to certain areas of the East Coast, and you're right. Um, you know, but I also was uh, was when I was in the military, I was stationed in the South, and I appreciate the South has a similar way of thinking because huh. you know, the thing about the thing about other areas of the country, unlike California, is people kind of are who they are, and they don't mind telling you. Where in California, you could be sitting next to the person and have been knowing them for 20 years, and you still might not know who they are because, you know, they keep this, they keep it really closed in. And, not, you know, some of us will tell you. A lot of other people, they, you know, they're, they're kind of sneaky. You have to be careful. You know? Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, that's the way it works out. Okay, Malcolm, your hour's up. All righty. Well, that's always enjoyable. It is. And um, I want to impress upon you to, if you can, to come in a little sooner. So that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, come in a little sooner because. In the beginning, I just kind of ramble on, and I don't need to ramble on. I'd rather have oh, okay. you come I in and you, yeah. I no, I don't need to, to ramble that. on. I, I thought that was I part do. of the show. So. <laughs> I do. Like I like to ramble on because it's been my pattern to discuss what's been going on for the week. But you oh. have a lot to say, Malcolm. You're talkative, and you've got things you like to say. So. I don't need to ramble on. Just come on board so that you can just begin your your segment. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, today I was actually working on a computer, and I I looked up, and I was like, oops, I'm, I'm a little late, but my bad. I'll, I'll do better. No problem. I'll be there. No problem. Okay. Well, once again, Malcolm, thank you so much. Oh, not a problem. It's been fun. Uh, have a great day, a great weekend. Have a great day, and just keep in mind, I barely get your text, so it is what it is. Well, I'll email you some of the stuff, and maybe that'll get to you, because you know, my computer works. <laughs> maybe, well, not, maybe not the Sprint Network. <laughs> well, I also um, emailed you the, um, the thing on the Phoenix Rises. Yes, you did. I, what I, I read? Oh, good, good, good. It's oh, no, well, I'm talking about, you, you mean Today? Just now, I emailed you. Oh, well, I'm not on my computer right this minute. I'm just on the phone. So I, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I just read. I you when I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. I know so, Tap, So I, I talk so, to you and I Twitter and I, well, so I emailed you. I'm looking at CNN. So that, but, but I'll look at it when I, when I get off and, you know, I, okay. you know, 
I can okay. learn more. Okay. All right. Oh, thank so, you, Malcolm. All right. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, 786. You're on the line. Hi, Tracy. Hi, who's this? Samantha. Hi, Samantha. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Every time I say to you, who's this, you always answer this way, Samantha. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Things What's going on? are getting better. Well, are I've they? been yes, I've been a tad depressed because um the anniversary of um my boyfriend's death is coming up. Okay. That must be hard. Yes. How many years has it been? Well, actually this will make it a year in August. Oh my god. Wait a second. When you when I started speaking with you, his death was that fresh for you? Um, I can't lie. It kind of still is. It it's oh. there like instances where I just burst out in tears in that oh. around the house, and I have to just like go in the bathroom and try to calm myself down. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. I had no idea. I. I know we've discussed his death in the past. I just didn't realize that it was that fresh from the first time I started speaking with you on a radio show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wow. guess I didn't realize it either. I don't try to, I guess, verbalize it too much, and I guess because I don't verbalize it and I don't want to bother people and and always come up with this, I guess, sob story. That I guess has just yeah. been inside of me, and now it's just coming out. And I guess subconsciously, my, my mind is like, okay, remember what happened last year around this time? And I'm like, okay, here it comes. Uh, well, here's what I'm getting for you, if you don't mind me um, processing his death for you. And um, I think it could be something that you could practice every year. Um, because death and dying is always sad. It's always momentally sad. And so, and leading up to it is always sad. Always. So I'm wondering if this year, and maybe it could then continue year after year, if you can celebrate his living as opposed to celebrating him dying and if you could listen to, because this is what I'm getting, something about music, listen to music, upbeat music, um, dancing, you know, particularly on the day of, mm-hmm. rather than the remembrance and the mourning and the sadness that, that's leading up to this day. I, I'm getting, feel what you want to feel leading up to it, and then the day of, play upbeat music, dance, exhaust yourself with, with upbeat music and dancing, upbeat music, even if it's at home, even if it's in your, in your ear, earpiece. Yeah, you know? I was planning on doing that. Yeah, I will. I know he wouldn't want me to be upset and sad. He would be like, come on now, you have to be happy. I mean, I am happy that he's in a better place. 
Yes. Um, and I'm only telling you this because um, that's the, that's the information that I'm getting. That like do it because it's hard, like it, it's hard to tell someone. Well, I can't even say the words because this is your experience. This is you. This is your experience, and you have to manifest like all the emotions that come with it, whether it's good for you or not. Like, it's something that can't be taken away from you. This is your life. This is your experience. But the only thing that I am, if you don't mind me telling you, is that leading up to it, feel what you want to feel. Go in. Go for it. Um, if you want to cry, cry. If you want to be sad and quiet and be by yourself, feel all those things. But then the day of, you've got to switch and play some music and dance. Just dance. Twirl like uh, Kenya does in your Housewives of Atlanta. Twirl. (laughs) (laughs) And if you do it this year, you may find that next year gets easier, particularly if you carry the same pattern. If this pattern works for you, then do it again, and then do it again. And until, until you come to a better place, but... One year, that's, that's a lot. This is the first year anniversary. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal yeah. with. But I, I really believe he's been around me and he's been calming me down and helping me because I feel like I've, I am much calmer than I thought I would be, actually, because I really didn't think I'd be this calm or this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still hard, but I didn't think I would even be up to the point of even saying anything or talking about it because I've been so in my head about it and so, and I've been having a lot of dreams about him and uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought mm-hmm. it was. Hopefully mm-hmm. the day of I won't just burst into tears. <laughs> so I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing better than I expected and I know a lot of it is due to God and him. Like, come on now. Knowing him, That's he'd be right. like, are you, really, are you really just going to be crying on my day, really? Like, you're not going to even right. try to attempt to be cheerful? Right. Right. Can you blog about this at all? Is that an interest of you? Of you? Well, I've or been you? writing more. I've been writing mm-hmm. more. I don't really, like, I mean, I'm not that much. I am an outgoing person, but I'm really private and about things like mm-hmm. that I'm extra private about because, I mean, okay. i rather just, like, I have all of his journals and i rather just sit and journal and, and write and play music that I know he'd love and he'd probably, like, okay, this is more like it. Like, something like he'd like, that's probably what I would do more than putting it, I guess, all, my, all the information out there. Well, I kind of am now, but... <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd rather do something like more myself and private and get it out that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, then don't. It's just that you'll be really, really surprised. Surprised. Oh, I'm stuttered. You would be really, really surprised how many young girls um, are going through the same thing that you're going through. And it might actually be therapeutic if you started a blog and see who chimes in on your blog. Or it might be very, very therapeutic to find how many people care about you, Samantha, and what you're going through. 
So sometimes we want to keep things private, and I totally respect that, but sometimes when we just tell people our story, you'll just be surprised who's got your back. Yeah. You know? I I might think about it. I'm not making any promises because I'm really not like that out there throwing my information out there, but I really, in this case, it, it makes a lot of sense. And you've told me about this before, and I still plan, if you remember what you told me, I still try and plan on doing that in the future. What did I tell you? I don't always remember. I about told you to book. write a book? Yes. I plan oh, on... on Okay. I still plan on trying to do that. It's just right now I'm just trying to get past, like, the, the first year anniversary, honestly. This I'm day, just trying to get day. past. Yeah, I'm trying to get past that, and hopefully um, I think, honestly, I'll be in a better place after this after the anniversary. I hope and here's I, the I, thing. I'm pretty sure you, I will. If you can't write the book, because sometimes writing a book is so big in people's heads, if you blog, which is kind of like the same thing, I guess basically what I'm saying is write. Write it out. Write it out. Um, if you blog, the blog ultimately can get turned into a book, first of all. But I think more what I'm saying is get it out. Write it. So if you blog, it might even be the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I'll definitely be writing. Definitely you will be writing. That's what I'm asking you to do more than anything. Write it. Get it out. And and then you'll be surprised, like, when you do begin to write, you'll be surprised if you decide to tap in fully how you can actually get answers from your boyfriend that's passed away. You'll be surprised how, like, something even more amazing can come out. Because you think that you're, like, and I'm asking you to do it because it just feels therapeutic to me for you. But you'll be surprised how you can get some answers just by writing. And you could get some direct answers from your boyfriend just by writing. I know it sounds a little crazy, but sometimes you just have to do it and see where all of this can possibly take you. Trust me, Tracy, nothing you say sounds crazy to me. I'm the weird one, remember? I'm very weird. I, myself, when I say some things, I think it sounds crazy, but I still say them. So I understand completely. Listen, you're in a world, like metaphysically, this is a weird world. So you can't call yourself weird because to me, you're normal. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I'm normal, but other people call me weird. So I just, eh, I don't care. Listen. Other people have called me weird, and when I thought about it, I was like, okay, okay, I'm acting a little weird, and I'm going to try and act normal. (laughs) I'm going to try and be like what society expects me to look like. I've said this stuff inside my head. What I figured out is that I draw outside the box. So it's not that it's, okay, it's the the ugly duckling. Not that I'm an ugly duckling. I'm not supposed to be with the swans. I'm supposed to be with the swans or ugly ducks. No, I'm a swan with the ducks. Do you know the story of the ugly duckling? Yes, I do. It's the swan that got wound up with the, with the um, ducks, and they were like, oh, my God, she's so ugly, but swans are beautiful. But the swan didn't realize that she wasn't supposed to be with the ugly duck. I mean, the ducks. She wasn't supposed to be with the ducks. She was supposed to be with the swans. But it got figured out in the end. The bottom line is what I figured out is that I'm not weird. 
I'm different. And all they needed to do was find people that were more like me. And then once I did that, I felt empowered. And then nobody can take that away from me. And the next person calls me weird, I'll fucking kick their ass. Are you kidding me? Weird? <laughs> what? What? I got your weird, bitch. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, but you're young. You're young. And when you're young, those words have a bigger impact. And they had a big impact on me, too. But as you grow, what you'll discover that there's nothing weird about you. You're just different. You're just sensitive. You're probably kinder than most people. Trust me on that. I could tell by the intonation of your voice, you know, and you need to be around like-minded people. So just ask God to bring those people to you so that you can begin to feel a part of a group. I have been, and I think it's slowly starting to work. And now I, I'm, I'm starting to try to, let down my guard because I usually Mm -hmm. would be like very, I'll be present, but I'll be very quiet and just observe everything around me. And not that, that I don't want to be a part of a a group or anything. It's just, I just have to always take my time to fill out my situation. Like I don't willingly volunteer information or not because I don't want to. It's just like, I don't know who will use my information and, like, I've had that you. happen before. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I've had it happen so much that I'm like, you know what, until I know what I'm getting myself into, I'm just going to stay back. And as I get comfortable, I get I'll, I'll speak to you. Not that I'm I rude, it. it's just that, yeah, from, you know, mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. a little shell-shocked about just going and saying, hi, my name is this and that. And they're like, well, why, like, why are you so nice? What's going on? I'm like, you know what, I'll just it here. You know what? Never mind. Right. Never mind. Yeah. But listen, if you have a question. Constantly say that. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to know. I don't know if, well, okay. I, I think I'm getting to the point where I might be ready to date. And I was just wondering if anyone decent has been, it will come into my life. My friends have tried, and I, I'm, I thank them for trying to try to, like, get a date from me. In fact, I don't have a problem getting a date. It's just the quality of the people. I don't mm-hmm. like them, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude, but I will tell them I don't like you. We're not going to be rude. Like, I, I just, I'm always trying to find the line of not being rude, but being honest. <laughs> and, and then you get rude. <laughs> yeah. And then some people, they think that I'm just being very, very, like, I'm playing hard to get, but I'm not that person. I'm very honest. If I want something, I will tell you. If I don't, I will let you know. I don't know what other girls do. If they are, like, wishy-washy, I'm not. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure about everything I want, and you're not it. Okay. And I'm just saying. So let me tell you that you're not too far away from the guy coming in. Unfortunately, I see two guys coming in, not one guy, all right? One is going to be better than the other. Um, I'm not to choose for you, so you kind of have to wait until one comes in, and then the other one will follow, and then you decide. Um, I'm getting that um, it's not too far away because the night of swords tells me that one of them rushes in really, really quickly, 
But, Samantha, even when this, the first guy walks in, you kind of act a little um, worried. So I think you're just a worry wart regardless. Because he comes in and you're, you're worried. You're worried for some reason. You can't sleep at night. You're worried. So it's interesting. I don't know if there's anything to worry about. Maybe there is something to worry about. But I get the moon card. It's the moon card, which tells me that you worry about how authentic or honest he's being. Um, but he, he does come, one does come in. What I want to be able to offer up is pace yourself. Pace yourself. There's real, real love coming through because the two of cups shows up in my environment, and that's indicative. The number eight position is my environment, and it's where the two of cups land. Two of cups is a relationship that's healing. It's the guy that's coming in is healing. He's good for your soul is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I think you might be suspicious of the first guy that comes through. Something about him is suspicious to me for you. So with that being said, I'm kind of wondering if the first guy that comes through has any history, history very similar to your voice, to your boyfriend that passed away. And I think that's what may be worrying you more than anything. Second guy that comes through, um, and I this is what I'm getting. I'm getting that one works and one doesn't work, but they both have money, all right? So the, the first one that comes through, I feel like he probably doesn't work, but he has money. The second one that comes through has a job. It's two different things. Does, does that make sense? One does have a job. The other one kind of doesn't have a job. Even if he does have a job, it's not a really good job, but he gets his money from elsewhere. The guy that has a job actually falls in my hopes and fears. And beneath the guy that has the job, which is inside my head, which is where I think the worry is that um, he falls in my attitude, which is the one that I think could have a very similar history to your boyfriend, all right? And that's a concern mm-hmm. or a worry. I believe that he tries to convince you not to worry, but you can't seem to stop worrying because you've had this experience already. And you don't want the same thing to happen to this guy as it's happened to your boyfriend is what I'm getting. Then another guy that comes in, when the, the other guy that comes in, he's a regular Joe. That means he's either in school and working or he's just working. And he's cool with his life. Like he's okay with his life. Like, I don't know what he's doing for a living, but he, he, he comes across to me as if he's either proud. And if he's not proud, it, 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 it's kind of even cocky. And you kind of look at him and you're like, seriously, like you're just doing this for a living. Like, how could you be this cocky? And he's like, because I'm happy. Like, kind of like that. Like, he, he doesn't have a care in the world because he's good. Life is good for him. Um, the, the one that does just have a job, he's the one that works with you. He's the one that gets you, works with you. He's the one that is patient with you. He's the one that tells you, oh, no, Sam, you could do it. Like, like he's... He, he, He's complimentary in a way that he allows you to put one foot in front of the other and gives you that encouragement. The other guy that comes along, is I feel like he's a little more nurturing because there's a camaraderie that you guys feel or experience with each other. But in any case, because you're finally open for a relationship, finally these guys come through, finally. So 
they're about two weeks to two months away. I get the number two, so they're, I'm going to say, up to two months away. The only other oh. thing I want to offer up to you, Sam, is that you have the potential of getting pregnant and then having an, a, a spontaneous abortion. So when these guys come through, be really, really careful as to what you do when you sleep with them. Be kind to your body. If you think you don't want to have a baby, then get some protection. Kind to your body because any relief, either spontaneous or medically, it's just hard on our psyche, and you can't afford to have any, any extra psychological damage with a spontaneous abortion or a medically induced abortion. Wow. A decision will need to be made between these two boys. Um, I'm going way in advance because I'd rather wait until one comes through. And here's the thing that's really important. One comes through. Don't deny the second one that comes through. Don't deny that person. Let the second person come through too. Then you decide. Because you want to make sure that the right guy that comes along has truly got your back. Both of these guys are going to show you that they've got your back, but in two totally different ways. And you have to decide what what are you willing to live with. Oh, wow. Wow. I know it's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the second part of all, the, uh, the child part, oh, we are definitely, definitely not doing that at all. That's not happening. Like, I'm just okay. now starting to want to date. Like, I'm not, oof, oof, Lord. Oh, hey, now you're making me worry. <laughs> Good. I want you to be worried. But to be honest with you, I'm not trying to make you worry so that you never do anything. Like, remember that your femininity and your sexuality is part of your growth. So you don't want to cut that out. Because the other thing that could happen is that finally when you give it up, you could go crazy and you could wind up choosing the wrong guy. So I don't want you to deny your sexuality. I don't want you to deny your femininity. I want to make sure that if you do anything, I'm not encouraging you to do anything one way or the other, but if you do anything, you're protected. It's not about having sex. It is more about what are you doing when you have sex so that nothing comes about so that you can stay in a healthy frame of mind because if a pregnancy comes along, you might have to figure out, one, who the daddy is. That's not going to work for you. And then you might have to, like, tell one or the other or both of them, and then you could lose both of them. It's a nightmare. You just don't want that drama. And then ultimately you could have an abortion by design or it could be spontaneous aborted. And because of your mental health right now, the last thing you need is a baby being released from you. But that's not, it has nothing to do with having sex. Let's, let's always remember people, and this isn't just for you, Samantha, sex is good. It's a good thing, you know? Just take control. Just, just own your own body. Yeah. And don't have sex in a way where you release your mental energy to the guy if you do that without knowing whether or not that guy loves you. That's, that's where, especially for women, that's where... It, it goes to a different level because it's for women when we have sex. 
goes through our brain and then we fall in love because we're idiots because that's what we do. We can't help it half the time. But we can train ourselves to, um, to look at it a different way so that we can wait and discover that when we finally do give our all, we give it to the guy that deserves it. When we finally give it. There's nothing to do with having sex. Sex is good. But when you give the bottom of everything that you've got, you give it to the guy that is like, that guy has got your back. Does that make sense? Yes, 100% okay. completely. Thank you. And Yay. You're right. You. I don't need any more, any more, any more problems. I have enough. I have enough that I'm working on. Yes, yes. And so when it's time comes, and the one guy shows up and sex gets put on his table. I'm not saying have sex. I'm just saying, what do I need to do? Go to your doctor and say, These, what are my options? Like, what's out there for me? And get protected. Don't trust the condom, ever. <laughs> oh, I never do. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, ha- I haven't been doing anything, but Lord knows if it gets to that point, I don't. I don't. Like, I, right. I'm just saying, I, and that's, like, the same thing with girls saying, oh, he has something, I trust him, the hell with that. I don't, don't do that. Either. Right, right, right. But listen, I better get out of here. I hope that help a little bit. Thank you so much, Tracy. I so much You're appreciate You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you so much for all the help that you've always given me. You really have helped me in so many ways. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you for saying that. That's, you know, that's my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to get people back on their path, their healthy, so that they can just make some decisions that's good and correct for them. So thank you. And I also wanted to say really quickly, I think you and Malcolm would be, like, so cute as a couple because you guys get along so well and you challenge each other, but that's just my, my little Wow. That's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, every time I hear you two, I just hear flirting back and forth and playfulness. I'm like, well, what the? Why are you wasting time, woman? Yeah, that's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) I do admit that in our communications, we do get along very, very well. I do. I will admit that. Yeah. We'll stop there. I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm looking at Desi's comment. Desi, you are hilarious. She, Desi goes, oh, my God, me too, Malcolm and Tracy, for the win. I call you guys Macy. <laughs> that is so That is so cute. That is so cool. Team Macy all the way. Say that again. Team Macy all the way. I'm Team Macy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Samantha. On that note, you are out. <laughs> okay, bye, Tracy. Bye, Samantha. Thank you.
Hey, Lavender. <laughs> hey, Tracy. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> uh, hilarious. <laughs> so what's up? What's up, girl? So uh, this is sideline. Don't mention anything. But once again, congratulations. But don't Thank mention you. anything. I just, well, just want to well, say it verbally now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Let's hope that I don't get my ass kicked by anybody I may upset. <laughs> well, you're a Sagittarian, so I remember that. You're a Sagittarian? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Sagittarian. Leo. Let's I'm a Leo. Let's just hope I keep my mouth in check. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> And I don't I get escorted out of the building for the second time this year. I'm, I'm going to find a prayer for you, a psalm. I'm going to find a psalm that you can say every single day that will remind you to be tactful and not let the sick fire that come out of you. I'll find the prayer and then I'll send it to you. But here's right. what I can tell you. I can tell you, and I'm a Leo, and I'm a Spitfire, and I'm spicy, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm older. I'm older. I can't even imagine how I was when I was young. I know how I am today. I can't imagine being in your age bracket and not know who I am. I must have murdered, like, numerous people. Numerous. <laughs> <laughs> So, I I hear you. I got you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right. Give so, me a question. that's funny that Samantha came on to ask about relationships because I wanted to ask about at least two celebrity relationships. Um, but I also wanted to give out the announcement that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart that director that she was caught cheating with, his wife finally, they finally signed the divorce papers today. So it's official. The director yeah. and the director, the director that she cheated with and the uh-huh. wife, yep. they're finally getting a divorce. Well, it's yep. way too late. I, I don't know what she was holding on for. It was a em- public embarrassment. Christian mm-hmm. Stewart is one of those sloppy girls, by the way. She's sloppy. She really is. She looks sloppy. She looks kind of <laughs> dirty, if you don't mind. Like, dirt, like the stringy, dirty hair that you know the girl that does drugs and doesn't clean herself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I have, I have a friend who used to be um, in the industry, and he said plenty of times that he's seen her at some of these parties getting her coke on. So, you know, there your description you may not be that far off. Oh my God! Exactly. I'm, listen, listen. I'm, I'm thinking about starting starting a blog. What's a blog? Tracy knows best. It's just Tracy knows best. Because yeah, she looks like she's, but she doesn't even look like she does drugs. She just looks like she does drugs and she's sloppy. Like she goes home and she doesn't bathe. She just gets in the bed and she gets up in the morning. She just splashes water on her face and she keeps it moving. Just like. Just like <laughs> 
She has that gray, dirty, crack addict look about her. You know that. Uh-huh. And, and she just, she just, just quote unquote, she just has a lot of money attached to all that dirtiness. The, yeah. the wife of that director should have left a long time ago because it was a public well, embarrassment. That's well, not you know, right. I know at, directly after it happened, he agreed to go for, um, they agreed to go for marriage counseling because they have oh, been married since, since she was, I think, or they've been together since his wife was 16 years old. And she whatever. used to be, you know, kind of a relatively popular model because I, I remember her. She really? used to be a, a popular model. Um, she was almost up there with uh, Kate Moss. They used to model together, wow. and she wow. said that she gave up everything so he could come to America and become successful, and that's how mm. he repaid her. So I think they <laughs> went for marriage counseling for nine months or a year, and finally she filed divorce last year, and they signed the papers today, and it's done. Well, so, here's the thing. Here's the mistake that most people do. Mm-hmm. If she was a success- successful model and she helped him to come to America, he owes her nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the mistake that most of us have in our relationships. When we help someone or um, whatever the case may be, no one owes us anything. You did that because you wanted to do that because right. there was a selfish need to have him be here in America and then be the greatest thing for you, for her. She was a big-time model. She needed a big-time boyfriend. Do you see what I mean? So mm-hmm. he owed her nothing. He came on board. I'm sure he did love her. Don't get me wrong. It's just that yeah. when in the end, in the end, I don't owe you anything. In the end, if I got to go, I got to go. Like, this is my journey. I'm, I'm going to apologize for hurting you or, oh, I'm a different person. I'm going to try not to hurt you, first of all. I'm going right, to start right. there. Right. But if there is some hurt involved, the, the best that you can offer is, I'm sorry, but I'm not everything that you need me to be. You need to be everything that you need to be. And that's a lot of mistakes we all do when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. I did this for you. I made you a better this. I didn't. Oh, my God. Really? That would make me want to leave even more. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't be counting favors in relationships. <laughs> In relationships, and again, he stepped out of the relationship, but we don't know why. We actually don't know what was going on in the marriage. Tristan Stewart is not a beauty, so her punani must be great. You know what? For whatever reason, men are obsessed with her. I have no idea what it is. She's not that great of an actress. She's not that good looking. No. But no. her, some of the producers and the directors, they're like, oh, she's the next. I don't know, Marlon Brando in a female body. And I'm looking at, like, the fuck what? is this <laughs> Like, really? What's happening? Because she ain't all that. She really isn't. What's going on? But even, I, I don't know. Even psychically. Some, even psychically. I wonder when her birthday is. But even psychically. The she, she's an Aries, I think. I think she's an Aries. Pisces? Pisces Aries? Aries. Aries. Uh-uh. Is, is, she, is she March, though? Um, I think she's April, oh, and Robert Pattinson is a Taurus, and, and Tauruses always fall for fire signs, the worst ones. Do they really? Kristen. 
Well, in my in my experience, Why is that? <laughs> Um, her her birthday is April ninth. April ninth. Well, she's a true yes, April ninth. <laughs> Debbie just texted at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> April ninth it is. All right, whatever. I I have no idea what it is about her because to me, I don't think she's ugly. She's just really pointy, and she looks like you can't trust her. So I, I don't totally know what don't it think is. she's ugly, but she's dark. She's very yeah. very dark, and she's not dark in her movies. She's dark in person. <laughs> so when I get someone that's dark in person psychically, there's an mm-hmm. undercurrent current that that like that she's trying to hide. She's trying to douse the undercurrent. And yet it came out in, in an affair. And there's going to be other things coming out because she's got this undercurrent. Like she's the type of girl I would totally expect to see on True Blood. She would fit in perfectly. You know, mm-hmm. she's not a notebook. She's not a notebook type of girl. Oh, yeah, well, their their divorce is final, and hopefully okay. Robert Pattinson has extracted himself from her voodoo vagina, and he's not going to fall for her crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love that voodoo no. I don't know what she did, but, you know, he just turned into the number one punk when he was with her. But anyway. I'm going to tweet that. Word of the day. That ain't word of the day is Budo Vagina. (laughs) But I actually wanted to ask about Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon. Um, Oh, yes. I don't really care for either of them, <laughs> but uh, there has been some gossip that they are on the road to divorce, and there's also gossip that Nick does not respect her as a person at all, um, <clears throat> which is something I find surprising because I would feel like Mariah wouldn't respect him at all. Um, but the gossip is is that they're they're getting ready for a divorce, and most of it is because of Nick's cheating, Mariah's drinking, and Nick just putting her down all the time. So I just wanted to ask you, um, are they getting ready for a divorce? I guess okay, let's take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that. I, I saw someone else ask the question on YouTube too. Yeah, they did. And I've been trying to avoid. I've been trying to avoid it, and it's easier <laughs> to get. I have, but what people don't seem to realize, if, it, if they want some questions answered, it's easier to call it in because energetically, mm-hmm. I get it differently. Mm-hmm. When they ask on. Um, YouTube, there's something, it feels inauthentic. And so I can never, like, get there. I can never say, it doesn't matter. It's different when it's direct. Mm -hmm. Because if it's not hot topic, then it's harder for me to identify with it. 
Right, right. Is what I'm trying to say. So, with that being said, um, I, I don't know about divorce. I don't know about divorce. Mm-hmm. The, divorce doesn't feel right to me, and I'll tell you why, because it is something about, I feel like it's Mariah that energetically is not going to like the whole divorce route. I do get get maybe taking a break. Okay. I get, get, let's put the brakes on, and and I'm kind of getting that it could occur more as a working working than, than what we realize. So the way I'm getting it is, the break is going to occur the next time Nick is working and out of the state. But it's going to be a real mm. break, but nobody's going to notice it for a long time. No one's going to pick up on it. Oh. Um, I think Mariah's hands are tied behind her back. I think she wishes that? that Nick could, because I think she wishes that Nick could be a better person. But her idea of what a better person is and his idea of who he actually is are two different people. I think Nick can no longer match what her idea of a, of a, of a better man is. Like, um. He can never seem to get there with her. She's blinded by her ideals. Yeah, I was I was going to ask, is that his fault that he's just not a good person, or is that her fault that her expectations are her, aren't realistic? I think it's both. I think Nick being a Libra, I happen to know Libras. My son is a Libra. And My I brother's think, a Libra. I get, okay. And you know, like, Libras have a lot of friends, and they're outgoing people, and da-da-da-da-da. I don't know about your mm-hmm. brother. My son has a spit My brother's mouth. a cheater, so... <laughs> but he likes to be married, though. So the people he cheats with, he marries them. So that's something. <laughs> but but that's because Libras need a relationship. And the problem that I have with Libras is that they don't figure out who's qualified for them. They don't mm-hmm. really figure that out. They dive in. It's a weird thing with Libras. Yeah. They're like, yeah, especially. That's, that's Mm-hmm. especially if the girl compliments them too much. You're the best. You're the funniest. You're, the, oh, ha, 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 I laugh at everything that you say. And I'm like, that wasn't funny as a mom. Like, no, <laughs> it wasn't funny. But should I tell her that it wasn't funny? <laughs> and, and then I've done it. I've done it with his wife where I'll be like, uh, Brian, that was really stupid what Brian said. And she'll be like, uh, Brian is funny. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm just speaking as a mom, but you're right. That What the fuck? I have to shut the fuck up because that's what Libra's like. Libra's like women that are just down for them. Mm-hmm. What usually happens is that that's what they fall for, and that, that crap doesn't last. Nope. Because the minute the girl turns their head and belittles a Libra, a Libra's out. The relationship is over. They and start you know leaning what? away. I can, I, I, can, I can see Mariah being really yes. critical and belittling. Yes. 
Yes. That's that's why when I heard the gossip that he was the one who was critical and belittling, I was like, that seems more like Mariah's personality. Mm-hmm. I don't, well, I get sabotage. So sabotage I'm actually getting from Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, I get <clears throat> Mariah is critical, and I think she's verbal about her, what she feels critical about. I just think she can't get Nick to change. Like she wants the old Nick back. She wants the Nick that admired her. So she wound up loving Nick because Nick couldn't believe he got her. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Nick got the best of the best out there. She was the best of the best. Any man would have wanted Mariah. Does that make sense? She liked that part of Nick. Cut to the the realistic Nick has finally shown up. Um, he's a contender for anything that she does, so he's just as big as she is now. He wasn't in the beginning, remember that. Mm-hmm, yep. But now he's probably bigger than her. She hasn't put out an album in a while. And I love oh. Mariah. And I, no, she, she put out an album last month, a couple of months ago, and it tanked. Oh. It was it, oh, awful. There you go. There you go. Awful. Completely awful. There you go. Right. Right. Uh, there you uh, go. Me, I didn't even I, know me, that. I am Mariah Carey, something like that. And I think it sold, what, 36,000 copies or something. I don't oh know. Oh, my but, God. Well, Are you, you know what? Maybe, maybe it wasn't that low. Let me take that back before her fans get at me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it wasn't that low, but it definitely wasn't high at all. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. So, so just, now just a break and don't get me wrong, I do feel like they're constantly trying to work on not letting the chips not letting the chips fall. They're constantly working on it. However, mm-hmm. what I'm getting is that every time they do something to work on a marriage, it crumbles. And then they do it again and it crumbles. Wow. Um, I do feel like they're gonna wind up on a break that nobody's gonna know about. It's gonna be work related break, right? Mm-hmm. Probably with Nick. It's probably a work-related break with Nick. I feel like they're going to be in two different states. That's going to be the separation. I think from the separation, <coughs> then we'll hear <clears throat> something about either filing for separation or filing for divorce. I think what's also going to happen is that there's going to then be a reconciliation or an offer for this not to go down. I think they're both going to move forward and try to make it work once they decide divorce is not the route that they want to take. I also think it's going to get to the point where Mariah is not going to be in the public eye and filing for the divorce is going to put her back into the public eye. So it might even be calculated at some point on her. But it actually will wind up saving her marriage. Energetically, they really, really do love each other. They just Uh need to work harder, and if they decide as a couple to work harder, it actually could work to their advantage. So in the long haul, technically, do I see them actually getting a divorce? I have to say no. Well, that's good. The filing of it, probably. But actually, I have to say no. That's good. Mm -hmm. But there is some drama coming out. So and mm-hmm. the drama is the drama's over a long period. 
So it's going to be kind of like a Robin Thicke, Paula type of drama. It's going to be, oh, my God, again, they're in the news. Is it, and is it, and in the sabotage, could you see if it's cheating? Because the gossip was that his show wilding out um, those girls that he brings on his shows. I, 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 I don't know. They may be like Instagram or, or actually strippers that he's actually having affairs with those girls so that they could come on the show. Um. You know, it kind of, yeah, well, no, hold on. It kind of, well, there's sabotage. There's two different things. You know, he's a Libra, and Libras have a way of cheating without cheating. You know, they they have a way of making a groupie feel good and flirt with them and, oh, my God, you're beautiful or uh, something. You know, they just have a way of communicating that I still think Mariah would not like, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but sleeping with someone, there's something about Nick that's not that stupid. Oh. And that has nothing to do with Mariah. That has everything to do with his career. Well, at least he's smart and not sloppy then. I, I, I don't think you'll ever hear a girl say, that she slept with Nick. It just doesn't, I'm looking at the cards and it doesn't look like it. But the high priestess comes out, which tells me, ah, he gets close. He, he kind of goes there. He kind of flirts. He kind of, you know, he makes girls feel good. And the way I'm getting it, I feel like he's saying, if they've come this far and they enjoy me, I'm going to make sure that they feel good. Now, if they feel good because I told them that they got the prettiest boobs ever, oh, well. And I feel like he's actually saying that to Mariah, which is the things that are pissing her off now. Wow. Mm-hmm. But in a fair, I'm not getting that. Something about okay. him is so much smarter than that, that he's not going to allow his career to tank because of some broad out there is what I'm getting. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, next, that's sort of good news. Oh, the next question was, and I I haven't listened to the to the shows that I missed, but Ava Mendez and Ryan Gosling, she's knocked up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, um. So I actually can't remember how far along she is in her pregnancy, but I do mm-hmm. remember. Right before the news came out, um, so by the way, just the background on those two, Ava Mendez is rumored to be a raging BITCH who has substance abuse problems, and Ryan Gosling Damn. is also a raging cheater. Um, and Damn. that's why I think a lot of people were surprised when those two got together and that they stayed together for so long. Um, wow. So I'm not sure how far along she is. But <clears throat> it's funny you should say that because Desi just texted that she's seven months pregnant. Seven oh, months. she's saying that they're saying that she's seven months pregnant. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they waited so long for the announcement. Maybe, maybe it's smart. You see what happened once they made the announcement. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, maybe it's smart. <laughs> 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 what you know... A lot of his fans, I 
I'm not that big a fan of him because I feel like his face is lopsided and he's not that good looking. But I do mm-hmm. like his acting. But his fans are so obsessed with his relationship with Rachel McAdams, that, that lady from The Notebook, that they're so angry with Ava for even breathing in the same area <laughs> that he's walking in. So, um, well, they're, but they're not in a relationship. That was a movie, Dan. That was a movie. Oh no, they were in a relationship after the movie. They I, were in a relationship remember. after the movie. Yeah, they they were together oh, for a while. Um, oh and wow! I, and, I think, and I think that's why people are so anti. Or that's why it, his Ava. fans are so anti Ava. I won't say people, but mm-hmm. his fans. Um, mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. still holding on to that notebook, whatever, relationship, really, yeah, mm-hmm. that roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, and right before they announced the pregnancy, there were split up rumors, and there were also rumors that he was cheating on her. Um, mm. So, I guess my question is, you know, after the baby comes, do you see marriage or a long-term commitment in their future? Okay. As you're talking and asking that question, I'm actually getting no, but I'm going to let the card tell me. doesn't feel like this is going to be a marriage, by the way. I kind of see Ava carrying this baby like a single mom, if you notice, like literally as a single mom, not like she has a man in her life. It's literally like it was a sperm donor. I can't see the two of them getting married, and I have no judgment because I didn't even know Rachel McAdam and, you know, to die, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're in a relationship, so I'm not being biased at all. Uh, Eva Mendez, however, does seem a little bit of a bitch. Is that... Oh, yeah, she is, yeah. Oh, she's a bitch. Oh, good, good, good. She, yeah. She, she seems like it. <laughs> okay, good. There, um, there have like been it. so many reports of her just being a raging coquette, Ra- like literally yeah. raging. Like, mm-hmm. how you describe Portia de Rossi with her possible mental illness, that's how Ava Mendez has mm-hmm. always been described. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about marriage, right? Ma- marriage or, like, a long-term thing like Goldie Hawn and uh, Russell, whatever his name is. Well, that's different because I do get my sacrifice card. So mm-hmm. a long-time thing... <laughs> Um, which I don't know what long time means because it's Hollywood. We're not going to know anything until after the baby is born. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Long time is a year. <laughs> We're not going to know anything until after the baby's born. Now, here's mm-hmm. what I'm getting: the the baby is going to be used as a tool for somebody's career. I don't think it's going to be Robert, uh, Ryan Gosling. I think it's going to be Ava. I think she's uh-huh. going to toot the baby around. You know, got this cute little Ryan Gosling baby. I think she's going to use it to her advantage. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think mm-hmm. that she gets put in the spotlight and she's going to enjoy the spotlight when the baby comes out. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, because she's, the baby's going to be put in the spotlight for a while, I don't think Ryan Gosling has any interest in looking like a bad guy either. So... Is an intellectual relationship that's going to continue between them. There's a working intellectual relationship that's going to continue with, with, between them. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, 
Um, I just don't see them getting married. I see the demise. I see somebody walking away. I definitely see cheating. Oh, yeah, it turns bad. It turns so ugly. It takes, here's what I'm going to say. It takes one year, but I don't know if it's going to be one year from the birth of the baby or one year from now mm-hmm. before you begin to see the break in their relationship. But I also want to offer up that at some point it's no longer a relationship. It's an agreement uh-huh. to just not say anything. So I don't even think it might have been a relationship in the first place. I think they had sex and she got pregnant. That's what I think. Well, that's what, because I don't know if one of their, if one of his last movies, because he's taken a really long break from showbiz. He was in a, a ton mm-hmm. of stuff up in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were in a movie together, but when they first got mm-hmm. together first, it was really random, and then it was just, you know, like a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. and then you started mm-hmm. to see photos of them. But then you would mm-hmm. also see photos of him and other chicks. So I don't know. It, it actually kind of makes sense that, you know, it was just sexual and, you know, she got no Here's what I'm getting. Here's what I'm trying to know. I'm not even getting that it was an accident. I think Ava wanted Ryan Gosling's baby, to be honest with you. Probably. Probably. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think she decided that she, I don't know how old she is. She looks like 40-something, if you don't mind me saying. Maybe she's younger, but she looks like 40-something. I She's think her, um, 36, 38, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, all right. So 30 something sounds better. Um, I, I think that she went to the doctor. I think she's been looking at her options. I think she fulfilled. I don't think Ryan Gosling knew that um, wow. he was going to have a baby. That's what I'm getting. I hate to make her look bad, but I think it was by design. Nobody likes her. Don't feel bad. Nobody likes her. I think she's easy to speak with, and I think they slept with each other, maybe on more than one occasion. I don't think they were ever really in a relationship, and I think she got pregnant, and I think she's really, really happy to have his baby. Wow. Which is why I think they kept it quiet, because of the good backlash. She also now just wants the baby to come out without too much drama, her safety, blah, 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 and I, I, I think she's right. Um, I, I, I don't think this baby was planned. I don't think it was like, oh, my God, I love Ava, and oops, the baby came. And, of course, I think, I, I think when the story finally comes out, if somebody tells the truth, I think it's going to come out of rock to Ryan. It's going to be like, we never expected it. We dated each other for a month. And I don't even think they were dating. I think they slept with each other. It's two different things. That's in- I mean, that's interesting, but it makes sense. And not to be that mean to Ava, but, you know, she hasn't been on, really on, since Will Smith's Welcome to Miami video, so, you know. Yeah, see, now, I happen, when I see her on the big screen, I think she's pretty to look at. I happen to like her. I don't know if she has an East Coast, you know where she's from, but she has a very East Coast flair about her. Uh, let's see. I don't. I don't know. Which I don't know. She's that much, much more about her. gritty, but she feels much more gritty, much more grounded, much more I don't give a shit type of attitude to me. <laughs> you know, pretty but more realistic type of girl. But whenever I see her, I actually like her. 
Oh, she's from Miami, and she's 40. Oh, there you go. She's 40, and she's from Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami, it's, 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 it's as far south as you can get, but it's also on the east side, and Miamians have the same grittiness, the same thing. Like, there's strong people out there. So, it's the Bible of the city out there, just as it is in New York. So I, I, I happen to like her, you know. Unfortunately for Rachel McAdams fan, you know, she's a pretty flower girl, you know. At some point, <laughs> you look like a spicy Latina. I'm sorry. Well, to, to me, I don't even understand the, the obsession with Rachel McAdams. She seems like a nice person, but, again, she's not that great of an actress, and the only person who's blossomed out of that situation is Ryan Gosling. And even now, he's not That's as right. popular as he used to be either. So yeah. I don't, I don't I get the drama around this invisible triangle. I really don't get it. Right, because there shouldn't be a triangle, I think is what you're trying to say. There right. shouldn't be right. nothing. Ava's pregnant with his baby, period. Sorry, people. Feel done. Sorry. I don't even think Rachel is like, oh, my God, I, I missed the boat. I don't think she cares. I don't, I don't, I don't think she cares there. either. And, right. and you, know, you know, it's, it's been rumored that he treated her awfully, so she probably feels like she dodged a bullet. Yeah, she's probably like, oh, thank God. Thank God I didn't have this baby. Yeah. <laughs> but the public is crazy, so they're dredging this up because <laughs> For Ava, if she would have been a no-name out there, there would not be a problem right now. Right, right. So, but they're both known, and they're comparing, you know, apples and oranges. It can't be something. You know what? They're comparing apples and bananas. There's nothing, like, there's nothing about them that are identical. And that's what I think people are upset about. All right, girl, I better take Desi before I get a, a actual reading. Thank you, Lavender. <laughs> All righty. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Debbie. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I am just great. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Better, better, but not bad. I like it. You sound good. You sound really good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Only helps when I see my grandson. You know, it really makes a difference. (laughs) I didn't see him last week because he went to Disney. Thank you. He went to Disneyland last week, and I, you know, I looked at my son, and I was like, hey, um, I'll I'll go with you. And he was like, yeah, mom, no. Bye. Because my son is an asshole. He's like, he wants to be with his friends, and I guess his mom hanging around is weird. And, you know, I act, I, you know, I'll be like all buddy-buddy with his friends because, you know, I'm, I'm like a young mom, and I think it's embarrassing. He's like, yeah, no. So. Okay. And he to be with my grandson last week. So this week was a big makeup day. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Boys are different, Desi. Boys are different. When you have your baby, you and your mother are going to be like twins. Trust me. Your mom is going to be there. Uh, trust me. <laughs> Girly energy is different. Boy energy, they don't really want their moms 
around. I have to be, I have to make it up. I have to, I have to tell my son, listen, right, like today, like, I matter. And he gets it. That's why I get to see the child every week. But then it's like little things like Disneyland. He's like, yeah, no. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I should just show up at his house and be like that stalking type of mom. I'm going. Sorry. Right. I'm here. Got to take right. me. Just invite I'm going to do over. that. I'm going to do like, that. Hey, I was in the neighborhood, <laughs> and here I am, you know. I might as well go. I can help you out with the baby. Uh-huh. <sighs> exactly. Oh, what's the question? What's going on? Okay, so I just had a question about Zendaya. Zendaya, um, as far, okay. Yeah, because, you know, she just, well, allegedly they were saying, there was a rumor, you know, she quit the Aaliyah movie, but what they're saying yes. is that she may not have quit it. They gave her the, they gave her, what is it? They gave her the opportunity to say, say, say that she quit the movie instead of just being like, well, they, they bowed to public pressure and fired her from the movie and replaced her. But they just gave her, you know, the option of saying, well, I quit the film due to production oh. issues, when when really they had already hired another actress and Wendy had gotten on board anyway. Um, but that really isn't my question. My question is more about her as far as, because she spends a lot of time with that guy from Dancing with the Stars. And I was kind of wondering if they were... He's an old man. I mean, compared to her, she's 17 oh, and he's great. 28. And at 28 oh, okay. or 29. And I just mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder if... Actually, he might be older than that. He might be in his 30s. Oh, gross. And I, no, and I gross. was wondering if they had a she's relationship. She's a little girl. She looks 14 still, so... She really does. She really does. I know. But the whole vibe that I'm getting from them is like, you know, we're in a relationship, but we can't be because I'm still 17. And once I turn 18, we'll some kind of we'll we'll work it out to be like, oh, we mm-hmm. just started dating, but in reality, we've been dating this whole time. Oh, because this he goes is the guy that she. Goes, yeah, she was on Dancing with the Stars with, and they became really close and like brother and sister. But he shows up at her events and like personal stuff and. They're always taking pictures together, and it's really, really, really creepy. Really creepy. So this is the guy really that creepy. she was dancing with? Yes. Uh, so the question is? Are Zendaya and Max, what's his name, in a relationship? Or is it Val? I'm sorry, it's Val. Is, are Zendaya and oh. Val, because there, there's two brothers on there. And I was oh, because you said Max, and I was like, that's now, that's really disgusting. Now I'm going to have to protest. <laughs> <laughs> now, are Zendaya and Val in a relationship? Hmm. Um, okay. Because I know, her, I know her, her parents go everywhere with her, but I feel like they're kind of in on it. Sort of like an R. Kelly kind of thing. Like they, not to make her a star, but like, Mm-hmm. He's a breadwinner, so I'm just going to look the other mm-hmm. way. Well, who's that cute little, I can't remember her name right now, um, Megan Good. Megan Good, mm-hmm. right? Megan Good had a Nickelodeon TV show, right? And yes, when you have, yeah, when you have a Nickelodeon TV show, particularly if you're underage, a parent has to be there, right? Right. Okay. However, a famous basketball player, 
grown-ass man. I won't mention, wait, can I ever tell anybody? No. Okay, so no. Grown-ass man. Grown-ass mm-hmm. man. Used to come and pick her up. Oh, my God. With her parents, full knowing. Very, very famous basketball player. I'll tell you in private. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Um, wow. So I only bring that up because you said, you know, her parents are always with her, blah, blah, blah. I'm in the entertainment industry. I see a lot of things. You know, mama drama, you don't even understand how the moms will sell their kids' soul, how the parents will sell their kids' soul, or look the other way and act like they don't see nothing. Trust me on that. doesn't matter if the parents are there. Disgusting. In any case, with that being said, no, seriously, Mm -hmm. you talk about writing a book. I could write the book (laughs) on moms. I could write the book on moms, on what moms will do for their kids. It's hilarious. It's disgusting. But are they in a relationship is what you're asking. Yes. <laughs> okay. There is romance, not a relationship. Now, mm. I don't know what that means. Right. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. <laughs> There's romance. So I do see the something. Something's there. Very defensive, though. There is a female protecting this, by the way, and I don't think it's her mom. I think there's somebody bigger that's protecting this this thing that they have. Um, I think that um, well, see, in a weird kind of I can't imagine it, but in a weird kind of way, I see her getting pregnant, but I can't imagine that because even if she got pregnant, they were just, I think that they would just abort it, but I kind of see a pregnancy. (laughs) Oh, no. I I can't imagine a pregnancy. I just can't imagine it. I can't imagine her making that announcement because it just goes against everything Everything that you're trying to build with her. Right. Right. So, but, 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 if there's a pregnancy, if there's an announcement of a pregnancy, a marriage will follow. So, the possibility of her, one, getting pregnant, and two, she could be like a, um, who's that pretty girl? Ah, she's a, um, ah, ah, I can't remember her name. Pretty young girl. Has two kids right now. Ah, doesn't matter. She's an actress, and she was in. Um, oh, she's just like, what Kimmel. was she in? Because if you okay, she's, she was in one of those um, Marvel comics, Marvel superhero movies. Pretty girl. Oh, keep wanting to say Valerie or Val, but that's not the name. Oh, hmm. And in any case, when I get the name, I'll tweet it to you. Um, okay. She feels like she could have a career even though she's a mommy like this actress did. There's a way to make it work is what I'm trying to say. So 
so the possibility of her becoming pregnant, getting pregnant, getting engaged, getting engaged, then getting, then, then announcing the pregnancy. Could it be vows? Um, high probability. Wow. High probability. I also can tell you it will happen probably in one year's time. One year. Oh, my God. She's so young. I think she turns 18 a little later this, a couple uh, yeah. a couple of months down the line. Yeah, a little later this year. I want to say like uh, like September, October, she'll be 18. And I feel like by this time next year, then you will hear um, pregnancy, not pregnancy. I feel like you could hear engagement. That's what I feel like you could hear. And then... Or, you know, engagement or quickie wedding, something like that. You know, like, oh, my God, we just couldn't wait. And on the honeymoon, we found out we were pregnant. Or on the honeymoon, something like that. Which I think would be a surprise, to be honest with you. To be honest with you. But but it's also entrapment. It's one of those things that if she's not careful and this does go down, um, she could turn it around to be good and yet ultimately... It turns out to be, um, it's entrapment. It turns out to be, like, it's one of those things at 17, you love somebody, and at 25, you're like, who the hell are you? Right. And that's what I feel like happened. Like, she, it's puppy oh, love. no. You that's know? so sad, because he's such an older man. Like, he's, I, he's 28 or 29, I want to say. And she's 17, like, at this point. I mean, I think when they were hanging out, when they start, first started hanging out, she was 16. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird and gross. And uh, uh, when you're that young, you don't know how to process your – well, you know how to process your feelings, but, I mean – your feel, I mean, like, your feelings are beyond the scope of what you can process, if that makes sense. And this 28-year-old mm-hmm. man who has lived and and knows what and to say and, and how to act. and Exactly. And it's, exactly. it's also a little manipulating, which is why I'm always a little cautious. Listen, if she were 18 and he were 28 and they met, I would kind of step back. Because at 18, you've got to figure it out. And at least he's still within the same 10-year age bracket. So I would step back a little. But the fact that she's underage, and anybody that's underage, there's a Disneyland place in your, inside your head. We all go exactly. there. There's a fantasy that's there regardless, which is why most people try to prevent their children from having sex too early. Because you go there, like it's, it's, un, it's an unrealistic relationship, which is why most of us don't stay in a relationship that we meet when we meet in our teens, because they are exactly. who they are at that moment, but we all graduate into another person, particularly once you start going to college, you know. And you and start you meeting start, other people with the same interests that you have, and you start to yes. look at things differently. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. she's going to discover. But right now, she has a lot of money. Parents are dependent, depending upon her income. I'm sure it's one of those situations, trust me, one of those situations where the parents are not going to tell her what to do. She's probably the breadwinner. 
there probably haven't worked for the past 10 years. They probably can't say no to her. Which is why most of these kids, when they morph into adulthood, wound up making horrifically bad choices because nobody says to the child, stop or I'll kill you. And the one parent that did on um, uh, In the Middle, I think it's called, not In the Middle, oh, God, I'm having brain fart today. But in any case, little girl, one of those TV shows, can't remember, the one parent that really tried to stop her daughter from dating an older boyfriend. I know who you're talking about, the girl from yes. not Modern Family, but that other show. Modern I know what family. you're talking about. It's Modern Family, yeah. right. Right, so they think of the little girl with the glasses, even. That little girl. She sued her right. parents for to exercise right. her from And the mom was like, the mom tried to defend herself. The mom was like, are you kidding me? She wants to date an older boy. And I was like, no. And I was proud of the mom, but I think the daughter won the case. Yeah, and now there's a little that she's pregnant. No. <gasps> What? Yes. Is now that, that I that that she's she... pregnant. What? She, one of the episodes I saw, or maybe I saw her live, she was live. She looked really overweight. Like, what the hell are they doing with that? Why isn't anybody telling her to, you know, like, oh, she could be, oh, jeez. Oh, dear. Well, there you go. That's what happens when you exercise yourself from your parents. Excommunicate or whatever it's called. Let's get the proper terminology when a minor wants to legally separate. Well, she should be well, pregnant. That's, that's what, what happened. I think that's what Jada Smith was trying to do at 15, and then it came out and people were like, no, don't do it. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. You think who wants to do it? Oh, Jaden Smith. <gasps> please, God, please, don't, don't release her to the world. Please, somebody stop this. Not that little girl. She cannot be released by herself. Oh, no, not Willow. Jaden. Jaden. Um, the boy. Oh, oh, the boy? Uh, don't release his ass either. Somebody contain him, too. I actually like him. But contain him. None of them should be released. They only have a lot of money. That's all they have going for them. They have no intelligence. They have no growth. They have, I'm not even sure they have a good education, to be honest with you. They really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't guarantee they've been well educated either. They all Let sound like fools. Everybody. <laughs> like you just you read a couple of books on spirituality and now all of a sudden you know everything about the world at fourteen or fifteen. Right. Come on. Right. Really? Come on. <laughs> and they're so cocky. I've never met two of the cockiest kids. Stop. Everybody stop. Tell Will and Jada, keep the kids. Don't let them fight for any financial control or any emotional control or any physical control of their own lives. The best thing we can offer our kids is to make their lives miserable until they turn 18 and they go to college and they get the hell away from us. That's the best thing you can offer your children. Discipline, and if they hate you, oh, fucking wow, thank you. I'm I'm glad that you hate me. And also a chance Mm -hmm. to be children because, like, a lot of these, industry kids they don't they it's like they become the parent and parents become the child and that's that's a whole exactly different set of problems it's like you have exactly. to be an adult way before you you have to and i wish that people would take 
cues for Michael Jackson, who had to become older and was emotionally stunted because of it. And it's like nobody's taking that example and being like, no, I don't want my children to be like that because... That's right. That's right. That's right. But we've never seen... Right. Like Hilary Duff is probably one of the better examples of childhood stars that has probably been successful in her adult life mm-hmm. in terms of not making a mess of it. That's what I'm trying to say. Not in terms of a career, just not making a mess of it. But Lizzie Lohan, Justin Fever, um, who else? The Jenners. Oh. That's them. The but Jenners. Oh, Kylie. God. We're going to watch that unravel. Yeah, that'll be, yeah. That'll be fun to watch. Um, Miley Cyrus, although I think Miley is, I think Miley is smart, don't get me wrong, I think Miley does have, she's very grounded and she does have control over what she decides she looks like, I just think she's also a hot mess, Mm -hmm. I think she's, ethically she goes overboard, and although it's funny, there's just a sense of lack of control to it, lack of conscious discipline and control for a, a global perspective. Right. Like there's a lack of self-awareness. Self-awareness and self-awareness yeah. of who you are. Like people are right. following you. And although it's funny, don't get me wrong, but all that tongue crap eventually got her ass sick, right? All that, tongue, all that exactly. stuff with the tongue and, exactly. mm-hmm. and putting it everywhere. It finally landed her in the hospital. Because there's a lack of conscious responsibility in any case. And I was really proud of Katy Perry when she chose not to kiss her on the tongue. Katy's right. I don't know what she has. The tongue's been everywhere. Well, Katy can't really talk because I think she has her own set of problems. And I think they're kind of in the same realm as, I don't know, for some reason I get alcoholism from her. Like, she could be low-key. I don't know, something about, something about, some, there's some substance abuse there. And I think it's, I don't wow. think it's like hardcore Coke. I think it's, I think it's alcohol for whatever reason. Like she's drinking the Coke with really? conflicting feelings about religion, conflicting feelings about well, who she wants true. to be versus what the industry wants her to be. Because remember, she's managed, she's been out before. She was out as mm-hmm. a singer and then kind of flopped and then was, mm-hmm. re, was was disappeared for a little bit, then came back and was reinvented by the industry head mm-hmm. as I kissed a girl and I liked it kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. she's manufactured. Everything is manufactured. And not only that, when she's with her last album, she decided to say that she's going to cover up now, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, your album sold because your ass was exposed. Really? You're going to cover exactly. up now? Mm-hmm. which didn't quite work for her, so she, I think she's back to having more exposure on her body. I think she might be bipolar more than mm. drug. Because when I look at her eyes, her eyes don't really mimic somebody that's on drugs. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes, because like but, I said, I don't see it like a Coke problem. I see it, I see it like alcohol, maybe, like, oh, a, like a heavy drinker, possible. like yeah. Okay. That's possible because with alcohol, you actually could have very clear white eyes. Totally. I totally mm-hmm. get that then. But with any then, heavy and, drugs, you can't clean that and up And then it gets mm-hmm. to the point where you can drink when you're not working 
and that's binge right. drink, and, and then clean it out and, be and stay focused exactly. for six months. Yes. No, that's why I was like, that totally could be possible. It actually could be alcohol more than anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. She just, I mean, so, I mean, I know she, I know she started hanging with Selena Gomez, and that's another one, Selena Gomez, for a little bit, and they, she had to separate herself from Selena because she's like, I didn't know that you were into all of this wild stuff that you're into, and I'm not trying to do that. You know, I like to drink, mm-hmm. I like to party, mm-hmm. but uh, when it comes to all that Coke stuff, I'm not into that. That's, that's you and Justin, that's your deal, you know? So, yeah, for me, it's a little surprising me a little bit. I just don't know where she's going to land. I also think she doesn't have an identity, hmm. you know, and I think that's a problem for her. So I think what she's doing is more rebelling than anything because she's been cookie cutter all this time, you know, and I just don't know where she's going to land and is she going to land safely. So these Disney kids, some of them, Huh? I said these Disney kids, some of these Disney kids, I don't know what it is about Disney, what it is about Nickelodeon. I don't know what it is mm-hmm. about these these kitty stars that come through that factory because it is a factory. They just kind of <laughs> turn them out. Here's, I, I, I'm going to put it on the moms. I, I swear to God, I'm going to put it on the moms. I've, again, I've seen it. I've seen moms take direction from producers and shut, like the producers will shut the mom down, like shut them down. And they're just afraid to challenge their own children. I've seen it. And you know what? If you if you even mm-hmm. speak up and say, no, I'm not comfortable with my daughter doing this or whatever, you're labeled a difficult parent. Like I know you Carrie are. Duff's mom, they say, Oh, she's mm-hmm. difficult, and that's probably why mm-hmm. she wound up like she did, you know, with a relatively mm-hmm. scandal-free life, you know, and and that's right, and unscathed mm-hmm. because her mom was deemed difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have to be honest is... with you. When my mm-hmm. son was on the Nickelodeon show, I was labeled as a difficult mom, which I wasn't. I only had one responsibility, and that was my little black boy. And okay. I didn't like something. Yeah, I didn't like something. And so one day I looked at him and I was like, try it again, and I'm buying us a ticket back home. And being a kid, he tried me, and I bought a ticket back home. And I went to the producers, and I'm like, we're out. They're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? We can't have you do this. You're under contract. I was like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm out. I told this boy to act a certain way. He's not acting a certain way. I will break this contract. You want to come after me? Come after somebody that doesn't have money. Do it. I'm out. Of wow. course they convinced me I did that. They convinced me to stay, but in order to convince me to stay, they also had to convince Brian to follow my rules. And let me tell you, that boy followed my rules. When I said it's time to go, it wasn't going to be an argument. You weren't going to do a temper tantrum like the other kids did. Oh, mom. Mom, you're so difficult. No, 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 no. We're not going to have that embarrassment. Hey, Brian, let's go. He turned around like a soldier and he came. Ultimately, thank you. Ultimately, because I did have such a hold on my child and what I thought he should and should not do, Brian got fired, to be honest with you. He left. He got rid of him. 
And wow. I guess I got the blame. <laughs> okay, blame. I was going to ask if he is he resentful because of what could have been, and maybe he blames it on you, or has he gotten to the point where he where enough life experience has taught him, where he's seen enough child stars go down in flames, where he's been like, you know what, my mom might have saved me. Well, here's the thing. Remember, he's my child, so mm-hmm. what I put in him, I put in him immediately. So right away I told him that this is your design. They didn't fire you because of me. You got fired because you weren't supposed to be there. That's your journey. That's God's plan. They use me, but they can't use me unless it's authorized by God anyway. Right. So from the time he was 16, he got that in his spirit to know It just doesn't feel good, but okay, Mom, I get it. This is God's journey. We don't know what it means, but I'm going to accept it for what it is. And what I can tell you about not being in that circle of friends, Brian got out when he was supposed to. I've watched most of his friends kind of like no one's doing anything anyway. They were all going to parties together. They were all drinking together. They were all doing drugs together. We went back home to New York. So there might have been a saving grace, but at this point, I don't even know. What I can tell you is that had we not left, he wouldn't have met his wife, which means he wouldn't have had his baby, because mm-hmm. to get to that circle again, you ha- like he wouldn't have gotten to that. Like he wouldn't have gotten there. So today, yeah, he truly gets it today. But trust me when I tell you, he's my child. He got it then. There's no regret. I see. There's no regrets. You had a great child experience. Right. We're grateful. We're grateful. But if Nickelodeon said it was over, okay, let's go. They don't define you. You define you. They don't define you. So what, you go back to school? Go back to school. Who cares? But in hindsight, I've never really asked him. I'm going to ask him next Saturday, now that you mention it. In hindsight, Mm -hmm. To me, it was the greatest choice ever. And now I would never take back what I did. I took control of my son's life. No producer, no company owns my baby. This was a child. I gave birth to this child. Right. So they weren't going to rebirth him into a Lizzie Lohan now that we know that this is how these kids turn out. I didn't know this Mm -hmm. at the time. And one of the songs, I'm really good at songs, even though Malcolm says I don't listen to lyrics, but songs <laughs> come to me, <laughs> you know, you don't listen to lyrics, which I don't, but songs come to me as a message. And one of the songs that came to me when I was in California at the time with the Nickelodeon Studios was Waterfall. Oh, my gosh. Right. And that was a message. So the spirit world talked to me. And so when I got that song, I was like, what? Like, you kind of listen to a song, and you're like, what? Wait, what? What is this song trying to tell me? And then I listen back on it, and I listen back on it, because I don't hear lyrics, and I listen back on it, and at the time, it was video, so I watched the video, and I watched the video, and I was like, holy shit, they're telling me that this is how my son could turn out? I'm going to nip this. So I just follow my spirit, even if it means we have to get fired. Okay, fire us. No regrets. Wow. But, but 
most of the parents let these kids, like you said, be the parents. They become the child. The money is the is the the devil. The money is the wicked part in this whole dynamic relationship. But in a house, the, the pink elephant in the house, and mm-hmm. because the money rules, and they're so happy with the money, and everybody gets to have nice cars and nice things, you know, they don't want to go back. We went back. We right. went back to normal life. We went back to that knowledge. And it, wow. I'm just, I can only tell you it worked for me. Right. You know? Oh, dear. And now he's, he's back in the business, you know, Taking out and and the other thing is the other thing that he did is that he then pulled out of the business. He was like, you know, I'm not going to try out for anything. I'm not going to go on any auditions. No, do whatever you want. It's your life. He just recently went back in and he's enjoying the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think it worked out well. But you know, we're not wealthy. Not too many people are, so I mean, hey. That's right. <laughs> and and That's think about right. how many, many people, people are. Think about how many people sell their souls to become wealthy. That's right. And getting back to Zendaya, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, are are the parents turning a blind eye so that she could date this guy Val? It's quite possible. Oh, that's so disgusting. I feel so but bad. Somebody should just put their foot down and say, not my baby girl. No. No. One well, dude's not going to do my that. Son, my son did the same thing. He was 16 years old, dating some girl. He's at the mall. He's like, hey, Mom, can I have a tattoo? And I was like, uh, what? And he goes, well, I was, I was going to get a tattoo, and I'm going to put a cross, and I'm going to put Mom... You know, on you know, the cross. It's like, well, it's funny you should say that because between me and God, me and Jesus, uh, we know where you came from. So, okay, <laughs> we we got it. I like the fact that you're choosing your cross and you're putting mom. I love that. But how about I already know. So does God. So does Jesus. So with that, the answer is no. To this day, he does not have a tattoo. To this day. Although, now he wants one. <laughs> now he's going to get one. But my point is, <laughs> at 16, should you get a tattoo? No. At 16, should you date a 28-year-old man? No. The answer is no to all of that. Who has enough money to get a tattoo? They cost $300 sometimes. How about no? Oh, nightmare. So I feel, I feel bad for Zendaya because... You know what bothers me about being 28, though? If you look at her physical body, she has not grown into a woman's body yet. Physically. Right. She's still skinny, gangly, you know, It's disgusting when you teenager. think about it. Right. Yes. She has not grown into the, in, into the beginning stages, because we have several different stages, by the way. By the time we're 30, it's a totally different filled-out body. But at 17, it's that skinny thing. Well, she might right. not even do that because she's, such, she's a big girl in person. She's really, really tall, like almost six feet tall. So I thought she looks really short to me. No. <laughs> what? No, not even close. She's a really big I girl. I am shocked. I am shocked. I did not know she was that tall. 
Yeah, she's not like Karuchi. She's like, I mean, like a really big girl. Not wow. skinny, but she's skinny because she's a she's a tall, tall. Because she's that tall. Right, right, right. Yes. Wow. Like you wow. know how Wendy Williams is tall and meaty. She's like tall and skinny. Like I'm like, okay, why aren't you, why aren't you modeling? Because she's she's a big girl. She's that tall. But I mean height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and height, and height. But now, right. tall girls usually get thicker as they get older. That, you don't no. think so? Not, I think unless you unless you already have the body type for it, like I said, like a Wendy Williams was always a big boned girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a mm-hmm. and, and so she she was actually she was fat when she first came out, like on WBOS. She was fat because she and she was and she says all the time she was a fat kid. And so just now, even now that she's even even now in, in at fifty, she says she still has problems with with food and like yes, I've seen try, her and like yes. right struggling between trying to be trying to stay a size four and that's not really what her body type is. So I feel mm-hmm. like Zaya could be like a could just her body type could just be slender like that, and mm, she probably will. I mean, especially especially if you say, you know, the baby, I mean, hey, she might be meaty then because, look, Kelly Rowland was a skinny girl and now she's meaty, you know? So yeah, but then that's exactly my point. Like, you, sometimes you just fill out. Because, right. Because that's the, that's the um, anatomically correct way for women to just develop is what I'm saying. Right. But but right. you may not see it now because she's just seventeen and seventeen you're supposed to be whether you're five feet or six feet. Technically, you know, I'm not saying like everyone should be, but and she has a normal seventeen year old body. She actually looks fourteen to me. Um and her body looks fourteen to me, to be honest. Well, with I you. mean based on that, do you feel like do you feel like Karuchi could fill out? Because she's what, twenty six ish? No, she's wait, she's twenty four? Yeah, Karuchi will so, fill out when she's thirty. She will have there's there's different stages of our body. I feel like seventeen, eighteen is one stage. Twenty four, twenty five is another stage. Thirty is a whole nother stage. I think you're really, really a woman when you turn thirty. That's when I you see. like everything about how your body is shaped, your hips, your butt, your bosom. It's, it's, I think it's at its perfect best at 30. Hmm. So she, I mean, you're right, just she look does at, have a long way to go. She has a long way because it's, it's about the development of the body. It's very natural for us to fill out. It's a girly thing. But my point to you is to be in a relationship with a man who now has a man's body at 28, Right? And by, right. the way, by the way, men don't really get their true body until they're like 35. It takes them a little right. bit longer. But, um, but he still has a man's body at 28 to deal with the skinny, kind of lanky, kind of skinny. It's, it's just the thought of that is disgusting because she hasn't developed yet is what I'm saying. And if a body hasn't developed, her mind hasn't developed. There's a reason right. for all of this. Ugh, so annoyed. 
But it doesn't surprise me when you tell me that she got fired. I I got to check back on my records, which I'm really bad at documenting my radio show. And I don't know if I document it on the radio show or if we were discussing it one day on Twitter because I know I kept saying it, it didn't sound right. Like, it didn't sound right why she wasn't a oh, part of the show. That was Facebook. Do you remember that? Yeah, because you, you kept saying, okay, they keep saying production issues, but that doesn't sound like it's, it, it's legitimate. That doesn't sound like that's what really exactly. happened. Do you remember that? Was, yeah, that was on Facebook. Yes. I was like, no. And I, and I had people contradicting me, and I was like, oh, my God, that's not it. Like, it just didn't feel right. It sounds, when you said that it sounded like she may have gotten fired because they, you know, with the pressure, that sounded right to me. Mm, that's, I mean, I wonder if Wendy had anything to do with that. Just, well, here's I mean, the thing. I kind of figured out with Wendy on board and with how much Wendy hates most men, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. She, hates, she hates pretty girls and she hates most men. Let's be realistic. Um, really? Well, she's and according kind of to me, because their feud happened this week, I guess they have some sort of feud. She hates black women, too. So there you go. See, that doesn't surprise me, though. I'm not sure who Wendy likes. <laughs> I know she had Leanne Rhines at her birthday party, and I was like, funny how she was connected with Leanne Rhines. That's just and bizarre. Sherry Shepard. And Sherry Shepard is becoming annoying to me. How many times can she call out Jesus in one sentence? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Really? And this is the same really? lady that created a baby with That's right. somebody else's egg and right. her husband's sperm. And now that right. the money, I mean, it's a mess. That's it. All She's mess. saying it. Now that the money, yes. Now she wants to give the now, baby up because she doesn't yeah, have the, the money. She doesn't have the jeopardy. Job. Yeah. Now the money's in jeopardy. It's like, okay, I'm, you're choosing money over your kid because you don't want this. You don't want your husband who was a gold digger when you married him. You knew he was a gold digger when you married him. You just yep. wanted to, you were just desperate to be married. Now all of a sudden he's going to get a piece of the pie and now you're backing out of it, you know, and that's yes. wrong. That's wrong. But I don't want him to get well, child support. He's not going to get child support off me, you know. But but it's just interesting how she's trying to get the black vote. That's the way I see it, by calling out Jesus, how good Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, are you serious? Because she's a Jehovah Witness, and mm-hmm. I'm not too clear on the understanding of Jehovah's Witness, but I would think that they would not be in agreement on a surrogacy. No. Thank you. But you can call you know they, didn't you let, they didn't let blacks into their religion until the 40s, <gasps> 50s? No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm I not say it's, it might be anything. before. It might be 30s or 40s, but yeah, for a while, blacks were not allowed to join the Jehovah's Witness faith. It's a big thing, and Mormons too. The Mormons too. The Mormons 
well, I don't know if Pape redacted that part of the Latter-day Saints Bible, but basically black is a curse. <laughs> Being black is a curse to them. No, 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 really, really. It's in there. That's it's hilarious. It says, wait, wait. you know, it's, being it's, black. It can't be documented. Somebody documented this? I'm pretty sure they did. Um, That's disgusting. I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, yeah, black curse Mormon comes up. It's true. Mormons and black what skin. Is, For 150 wait, years, did, the Mormons... Say that, what now? No, go ahead. Say that again. Oh, it says for nearly 150 years the Mormon Church had taught that all blacks were cursed. Mm. Hence, the black wow. Mormon male could not hold the highly regarded. What does it say? Latter Day Saints mm-hmm. um, cannot escape their racist past. Uh, oh, they couldn't be That's a priest. True. They couldn't be a highly regarded Latter Day Saints priesthood because of dark skin. Because dark skin uh, is cursed. Oh. What degree of dark skin? Indians are dark skin, too. Like, no one can be a Mormon. See, I would join the Mormon and try to reach the highest level as a priest just to disrupt the, the industry. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I was going to say. Um... <laughs> I, have, I have no desire to <laughs> I could care less about the Mormons. If they don't want me a part of them, I'm okay with that. But just getting back to Sherry Shepard and her stinky ass, I'm over her. I'm over her. And it still remains to be seen what's going to happen with this baby. As you're calling out Jesus in Jesus' name, I think Jesus would love you to take that baby on. That's what I think Jesus would love. Oh, oh I thought you left. No, I thought you left. Oh, no, I'm still here. No, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. No, I thought you had a visitor. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I don't mind staying on the show until they call me. But I think they're going to cut me off in two minutes. At some point, they just cut the show. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Okay, so in any case, well, we, we better end this anyway, because I'm sure I'm going to get cut off by 3 o'clock. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for answering that question for me. And like I said, you um, – Sam was right earlier about you and Malcolm. I really feel like Macy should be a thing. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. 